All right. Now I think. Oh, uh, uh, now we're going to do uh, a show? Yeah. Well, oh. you've got a lot of jokes you didn't know why you were telling. I know. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. But, but did everyone hear my marching band story? <laughs> no. No. But you can tell it in a sec. Oh. I don't think it's. Hollywood. Hi. Yeah. Hollywood. Hello. Operator. No, no, no. Oh. Welcome to Hollywood Anonymous. I am Brian Irwin. And I'm John Huck. All right. This is really loud. That is pretty loud, man. Sorry. You know, have you ever thought maybe we should play the, the On With The Show song instead of Hooray For Hollywood? On With... Or no, that's Muppets. Huh? We can't do that. We can do whatever we want. Well, we can, but... We until can. people start until, listening. Until people start listening, they go, hey, man, take that song off the air. <laughs> that's What's how it always you? works. Hey, you guys had great theme music until Van Halen said, hey, don't do that anymore. <laughs> um... You were talking about that you had a, a marching band joke. I was just talking, yeah. When I when it reminded me of the the drumming and the, and the marching band. I used to talk about a bump. Wait, you were a drummer in the marching band? No, no, no. I actually were you played, ever in the marching band? I was in a, I was in marching band in middle school. I played the coronet, which is a version of the trumpet, like a a squattier, fatter version of the trumpet. That's the big circle one. Right? No, no, that's no, no, the no, holiday one. No, that's a French horn. Oh. You're thinking a French horn, and then there's tuba. And then the marching band, the tuba wraps around the you body. I wonder who, who's like, you know what? I'm going to look at all these instruments. I think I'm going to play the heaviest, weirdest looking it, one, the tuba. It, it was always a huge guy. It was all this guy, Jason. Oh, shit. What was his last name? J- oh, man, that's embarrassing. But well, yeah, No, you don't need to point him out as the huge guy on the show. No, it's okay. but meaning, no, not Jason's huge. Not cool. Jason, huge is, like, Jason from Warrenville is good enough. No, 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 not, not huge, like in the sense, like, oh, my God, don't let him sit on your furniture. But like, like. <laughs> Like big, like just he, you know, at an early age, he was like he had broad shoulders. He was a tall guy, and he was like sounds like you were in love with him. <laughs> I had a little crush on him, but I also think if I was going to re-roof a house, he's the guy I'd want fucking carrying shingles for me, you know. Okay. So you were he was beneath you. You were the supervisor. I would be. I would. I would control him. <laughs> he was beneath you. He's beneath you. He's a he supervisor. Was easy to mold. I'm a yeah. Well, he's a soft-brained tuba player. Oh, okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what, Jason Hadley, Headley, Hadley. No. All right. He wasn't a soft brain. Jason, if you're listening, I love you, man. I I, I mean, I'm just kidding around. Did you around. talk to him in like... No, not since middle school. Okay, well then I... Well, right. maybe he listens. Well, maybe he's Facebook, a fan. Facebook, you never know. Oh, it's a, oh, I want to give a shout out to Jason Ward. It's his birthday today. All the Jasons. Is Jason Ward's else? birthday. Jason Ward was my brother's best friend growing up in Warrenville, Illinois. Does he listen? Uh, no he, idea. He might listen. Well, I just... I, I talk be, to okay. him uh, I talk to him on the on the line sometimes. On the line? Uh, was it long distance? I talked to him on the did soup you get, cans. Did you, was there on the soup cans. I pick up my soup cans. Did you call him on ten ten three? What was it? Ten ten. I don't know what the hell. Doesn't I, matter. I don't know. But by the way, marching bands when they get to college, that's some serious shit. Well, that's that, right? that's they start real. beating that's... the shit out of each other and stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's you really know about that, right? Uh, I don't know about them beating the yeah, shit. Yeah, they. Um, what's it called when you like duct tape somebody together? Hazing. Haze. A lot of hazing. It oh, gets when crazy you join marching the, bands. I want to join the marching band. It sounds like you're getting inducted into Slayer. A lot of hazing. What, well, well oh, Metallica. Duct tape? Actually, more Metallica. Oh, big in the duct tape? Well, when Jason Newstead joined the band, they fucked with Another him Another Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I hope our guest is named Jason today, because if he's he, not, he's He's not. Screwed. He's got to go. He's got to go. <laughs> and if, if not, you know what? We'll, we'll call him Jason regardless. <laughs> Just, That's my new thing. Is like, if I look at you and I don't know your name, I'm going to give you a name that makes me name think- name is Jason. That you, no, that makes me- His name is oh. Robert Paulson. Oh, okay. It's like Wait, Fight what? Club. Oh, okay. Fight Club. Oh, okay, sorry, you're quoting a movie. You know, I'm not good at that that game. It's not a game. You and Keen can play that game. Okay, it's not a game. Do you see Keen taking pictures of uh, the marquees of all the 
last day of Black History Month, he went out and took a picture of the marquee of the comedy store. Then he went and took a picture of the marquee of the uh, improv. And he took a marquee of the Laugh Factory, and only and he goes, he goes, and and they're rush, they're ushering in a white march or whatever with at the improv because it's all white comic names. And then he goes, Laugh Factory gets it, and it was just all black comic names. It was just, and then the comedy store was like forty. It was the potluck thing. <laughs> It was just really funny. I had to call him on. Uh, uh, this would be a, 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 a small, you know, keen props. I had to call him on on one of his uh, tweets, where he said that I don't have enough Twitter followers to to uh, to rent in Silver Lake. Ah, I thought that was good. That is pretty good. That's, I thought you might call him on like somebody no, else. No, no, like yeah. like saying, dude, that's, yeah, like, that's, that's like a clever hipster joke. Dude. That's, that's total. Yeah, yeah, that is good. Keen says a lot of funny stuff, and then sometimes I'm like, eh. Yeah, it's called comedy. <laughs> nope. Oh, really? He's got to be on fire all the time, or I don't want to be your friend, Patrick. Hey, are you going to his party? Keen party. What, all right. What, what party? Isn't there a party on the 12th? What party? Oh, wait. You mean the beach thing? Not the beach thing, but the Santa Monica. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, I did reply, yes. Have you ever done that before? No, it's you, a long way away from where I live. Oh, but dude. That's, you know how far? That's like a day trip. You pack up fucking, you got a stick <laughs> you know with a bandana on it. You know how much water it takes to get from it? here to there? A backpack full. <laughs> you use your camelback. Take your bike just in case. All right, let's bring in our guests. All right, guys. I don't know why I did it like that. Like I was going to bring him in like uh, like I'm the announcer for fucking Seth Meyers or something. Um, well, maybe it was your audition. That was my audition. Did, did Seth like you it? You did not make it. Did he, oh, fuck. Guys, our, uh, our guest tonight, today, tonight, depending on when you listen to the show. <laughs> Sorry. This morning. This morning. Uh, comedian Quincy Jones. Hello, Quincy. Now... Do we? But uh, you can say hi. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. He's holding up his hand. Yes, sir. I'll choose. Uh, I'll, yeah, yes, uh, I'm calling on uh, Quincy. Just, saying, just want to say hi. Thank you guys. Now for that's having... it. You won't talk for another hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. But, okay. but uh, we just wanted to point out you were in the room. But okay. I want to point out, yeah. like, I, I feel like I we have to talk about your name. Like, you're not the Quincy Jones who would is Rashida Jones's father. You're no. a different Quincy Jones. I am a different Quincy Jones. Okay, comedian. Comedian Quincy. Jones. Actor. No, I don't like acting. Ah, ooh, what don't you like about acting? Uh, I don't like how I, I just don't I don't have the patience for yeah them. the waiting around the fucking <laughs> yeah I don't like tedious like, bullshit then you can just get cut randomly like oh yeah you're out yeah and then be like yo I thought I was getting SAG insurance off this one line mm-hmm. like like nah <laughs> we had a good friend cut out of the J Edgar movie he played a reporter or whatever but he got a letter from them that was like we regret to inform you you've been cut out of the movie so he framed that this you talking about Satchoff yeah yeah. It was well, a shitty movie though, so it was a good Oh, thing was it really? I didn't the one with Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Thing? Yeah, it was shitty. Oh, really? It was bad. So we Long got... in the tooth, right? Well, you know the I thing... noticed he wasn't nominated for that one. Well, you know, here's the thing. It's he like... deserved <laughs> You know, the, the the thing about those movies, you know, Clint Eastwood, what is he like 80 like 88 or something like that. You know, and everybody that works for him is like super old, right? Yeah. So I think they just get to that point where they're like we're doing two takes and whatever we get we no, get that is because we are going home in ten hours. That's exactly how Clint Eastwood directs, though. But but I've heard he's done that for for a long time. I, I it's always been like, okay, one, I'll do it again. All right, good, great, moving on. Like I, I feel like if you did that, you'd shoot a movie in like a day, not a day. But. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, listen, I spent I've wasted a lot of time on set. If I you're mean, working with talent and they can pull it off, great. As someone who's been in front of the camera, I prefer to be able to do it multiple times until I either am I'm comfortable with it or everyone behind the camera is laughing at what I'm doing. Well, I, no. If you keep doing it over and over again, eventually they're not going to laugh. Unless or they're going to laugh to get you it. to just stop doing it so they can get to the next. And then there we go. 
you have a, a very interesting uh, view of, of how, what it's like in production. I, you, you actually assume people are paying attention to you behind the camera. No, no, no. no their, I don't mean no. no I sitting don't on mean, their cell phones no, on listen, Facebook. I mean the people that have point. to pay it's attention. I mean the people that have to pay attention. Uh, the yeah. fucking director, the fucking <laughs> DP. You know what I mean? I don't mean the guy holding the thing way in the background is like, what? shut up, hurry up, dude. I'm trying to fucking do a Snapchat here. Or whatever have people you, on Have you worked do. in production or anything related to the business at all since your, since your uh, time? How long have you been out here, first off? Let's start uh, there. Four years. Okay, four so years. four years. And did you take any of those crazy like background jobs or any of that no. kind of stuff? No, okay. I but moved out here for a comedy. For very specific. Where did you move from? Seattle, Washington. And that's oh. and that where you grew up? Down, yeah, baby. And that's where we start. See this transition? See how we did that? It's we start forward so and then we go effortless. backwards. Effortless. Seattle, Washington. Okay. Yeah. So uh, big in, family, little in the family. city. City? Huh? In the city? In the city, yeah. In not like, not like some, people say LA and they're from Pomona. Well, right, yeah, right, but people right. say Chicago. Like, people, I'm, I'm not from Chicago. I'm from the Southwest suburbs, which I say every time. But there are people who just say, I'm from Chicago, and they're not. Yeah, they're from Joliet or something. Exactly. Shit. You're like, exactly. what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. So you're from Seattle, not from Bellingham. Not, no, actual uh, Seattle, greater Seattle area. Okay. Right um, so you grew up So you grew up in, in, I've never actually, Seattle, I just realized the, the other day that I that I used to tour manage bands. I was a lot of places, but I had never actually been to Seattle. Really? I was going to fly through. Yeah, I don't know why I never ended up there, but... You know, city-wise, would you say it was like city life or not really? I mean, see, the actual Seattle area, the actual city of Seattle is small. There's okay. only like maybe 1 million, 1.5 million people there. Uh, but surrounding areas make Seattle big, like your Redmond, your Bellevue, or Microsoft, right? And Boeing, and, and all those other guys. Those right. companies, and, yes. and everyone so lives. It's spread out like Los Angeles, in, in a way. You're not, not if you're not right in the heart compact. of the city. Oh, no, it is still compact. It's still compact. Okay. Like, greater Seattle area would be maybe. Echo Park to like the all east side. That would be like the greater Seattle area. (laughs) Okay. And then outside of that is still Seattle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Got it. And uh, family, big family, little family, you're the only one? Little family. I got a little brother and an older sister and a niece and nephew and my mom's. Okay. Yeah. That's not that little. I mean, you made it sound like it was... Well, no, I mean, okay. Well, It's it's bigger than me, but... Well, I bet, yeah, yeah. Where do you fall? So you, you fall I'm middle? middle child. You're the middle child. Yeah. Now, my sister was a middle child. I mean, seven, so it was a weird middle. But she always felt like middle never got, it was always the older or the younger. Did you, did you go through those experiences or, or how? It, now, did, and, and you said just your mom. Yes, yeah, my mom. So, so is, was that always the case yeah. for most of your life? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, I didn't, I guess I didn't really feel like, I felt like it was a double standard. Okay. That's when you more so feel. You don't get enough attention and it's a double standard. So, like, you look at your older sister. You see her cutting that, you're like, well, fuck it, I'm going to do the same thing. And <laughs> no, like, no, 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 no. And then you look at your brother, and he did something way worse than what your sister did, and you're like, yeah, but he's crucify a baby. him. And he's you know a baby. And they're like, nah. I'm like, what <laughs> the fuck? And I was like, I hold you to higher standard. I was like, well, don't. Don't hold me to higher standard. I'm not better than these bums. Like, let me be free. And she's like, nah. Let also, me be free. Also, though, do you think she... she I was gonna say, do you think she said that to the, your uh, your siblings too? Just kind of, hey, I hold you to like just kind of like something she said to everybody individually nah. when she was alone with them. She was, no, nah. I, was, I, I think I know. I'm not my mom's favorite, but my mom definitely worries about me the least. Ah. She does. Well, be, that, ah. is that because of the way she treated you in your younger years? Well, no, maybe just because of the way I grew up and developed. You okay. know what I'm saying? Like I didn't really. I was always like an outgoing people person. You know, I played sports. My sister never really was that. My brother's not really that. So they, you know, socially, you you had it together. You could go out and make your way in the world and right. talk to people and figure shit out. And she knew that, right? Yeah, right. which is 
you know, a skill that we like as comedians and people that make a living talking to you laugh because it's like, oh yeah, well that's. But there are some people that are just awkward, so awkward, so introverted that it, yeah, it's it, most it's of the comedy like, scene. Well, yeah, but but even those people know that they can get up and talk in front of a group. You know what I mean? They may be awkward, but like there are some people that just can't. Like I used to go grocery shopping with this uh, a girl, this girl I dated, whatever. We were in a grocery store. Couldn't find was the she tooth- in a marching band or anything? No, we oh, couldn't okay. find the toothpaste. Her name was Jason? Jason. We couldn't find the toothpaste Jason, Jason wanted. Jason. Uh, we couldn't find the toothpaste Jason wanted, so I was like, oh, uh, okay, so I'm watching, and, then, and finally she just goes, okay, let's leave, and I go, let's leave? We didn't get the toothpaste you wanted. We're in a grocery store. They got the fucking toothpaste. Just yeah. ask somebody. She's like, no, let's just leave. I'm like, I'm going to ask somebody where the toothpaste is, and I was like, hey, man, where's the toothpaste? That we're looking for this kind of toothpaste. He was like... Oh yeah, yeah. Hang on, and we fo- we followed him, and he gave us fucking toothpaste. I was like, "You're gonna walk out without getting your toothpaste because you would rather walk out than talk to a stranger about who worked there, whose job it was to help you, to, to show you where the fucking toothpaste was." Yeah. I was like, "I dated a chick one time, and like she wouldn't show up to the venue by herself. Like if I was like, yo, I'll be there.' She's like, just call me when you're in your way.' I'm like, just just meet me there. I'll be there. I'm running a little late. No, no, no. I don't want to be there alone. I'm like, just just go." Just go and not fear. Like I don't want to be there alone because I don't want to get hurt. Like yeah. I just can't. I can't this be around well lit, myself. This is like a well lit spot. Yeah, you're you not know? telling her. You're not doing a show in a dark alley somewhere. Yeah. Well, it was a West Side comedy. <laughs> <laughs> that alley is well lit now. That yeah, is a very right. well lit alley. I mean, and wait, the West Santa Side. Monica, wait, which one? Huh? The West which, Side. The that, one. Not off. the Comedy Underground. No, 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 no. Off the third. Okay. No, no yeah. The, West Side it's Comedy. Called, it's West Side Comedy Club. Okay. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Nicole. Nicole. Right. That one. When Nicole Blaine, the West Side? Yes, 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 yes. I associate Blaine. people with rooms. That's good. Right, Chris, well, yeah. a guy named Chris Gorbos and a couple other dudes bought it and they okay. own it and they All turned right. it into what it is. What, what, a really, like a comedy club. Like well, a yeah, because I remember back in the day, I don't know how long, I don't know if it was like this when you first got out or, but it was more like a, just a room, like a big open, like warehouse Mismatched chairs, no bar, no liquor license. Which again, no comedian would say no to that. Somebody still, they'd still perform. Oh, I perform there all the time, but I didn't like it. When I went back, I had no idea that they had transformed it into something. Better stage, better. They got legit. a bar, liquor license. They got tables. Yeah. They got people there that are fucking having a good time. It's a good. It's a good club. I'm so, doing it this Saturday, actually. Oh, okay, that's good. Just You're plugging doing... myself, my own stuff. That's oh, great. Oh, shiny nickels. No, uh, it's um, just for last showcase. No, uh, it's at eight o'clock. <laughs> Jason show. Oh, the stand up and uh, Chris Garbles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just closed that out last week. It was yeah, great. it's fun, right? He, they always get a good crowd. Yeah, too. yeah. It was it was standing room only. They were turning people away the door last time I did it. Uh, I was like, all right, that's great. I love it. The uh, uh, your brothers and sisters. How much older? What's the age difference between all of you? Ten older. Whoa. Ten younger. Two ten older is so. That's a, that's were a you and your younger brother the the accidents, or was number one the accident? Because ten years is a huge gap, right? Somebody had to be the accident in there somewhere, right? So my mom loved us all equally. Absolutely. <laughs> Which I have children, and I my say, mom yes. loved you read the statement all. your mom gave you to read on the air. Technically, <laughs> technically, we're all accidents, right? But. There is a huge gap, so I'm assuming we or or uh, no. My my sister actually said she wanted a little brother or a little you know a little a sibling. And okay, so, so your mom was going to probably just be a, uh, say I'll take I'll have one and I'm good. Yeah, interesting. And I guess when you you know ten years old, you don't. So you're a toy to your sister, your older sister. You were just a toy emotionally. Yes. <laughs> Did she dress you up and shit and like? Nah, nah. nah. <laughs> nah but, we, but once she realized the novelty wore off, it was like. Oh, he's not just gonna play with me and right. know, be around me. Well, imagine and you're if like, you think about now you it. Get she's him ten when you were born, right? Yeah. 
So she's 13 when you're starting to get your bearings. She's yeah. 15 when you're kind of like, all right, I kind of understand what life is. And she's like, I'm with my friends now. Get yeah. away from me. <laughs> she's going into teen years, and you're already like, oh, hey, hey everybody. I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But she always felt like, uh, she always felt like my mom favored me because she sent me down to live with uh, family in Miami. And, uh, it, my sister in her own head has just things convoluted into me what she wants it to be so oh, yeah. I'm like oh that didn't happen but you just let people believe <laughs> if it makes them happier in the end yeah right? she's like oh you were jet setting across country jet I was setting. like I was eight jet setting I was eight I was just, jet setting an ascot a scarf yeah. I had a passport smoking a pipe I wore a Greg Barrett scarf yeah. like a baby scarf <laughs> <laughs> so you alright so you so very early on Right. You did go live, live somewhere else for a while. And, yeah. and what was the reason for that? Uh, West Indian culture. My, I'm Jamaican okay. uh, and, and, and Hispanic. And so in West Indian culture, it's sort of like a, a normal thing to like, sort of like let your kids go live elsewhere if they have better okay. opportunities. Okay. You know? My mom's the youngest of eight. Okay. So living with my her mom, my grandma, down there gave me a little more opportunity to you know, connect with the family and whatnot. And uh, she didn't do that with my sister. Uh, and my brother, she didn't do that with, so it was just me. Okay, wow. Where did where did your um? You said that you did not have a father. Was the father there for your older sister at the time? So maybe that situation was different. Or no, we have we have we have different fathers. You do okay. Yeah, and uh, uh, he wasn't there. My mom left him. Okay. And uh, my my old man, he left. I don't know. I think it was like seven or eight. Okay. Left. Uh, but it was like it was like whatever. He wasn't really around consistently anyway. So he wasn't. So so with you, um, did that have an impact on you at all? I don't know. Sometimes I think so because I think the only difference is between growing up between a single parent and two parent household is you have that option. Of okay. Another parent. You know what I'm saying? Whereas, yeah. Back whereas yeah, with moms or pops is like that's it. There's no appeal process. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the final verdict. That's it. She says no. That's it. You either break the law and go out and do it anyways, or that's or it. You're gonna, yeah, yeah. So it's like you know you would have loved that option to be like. Let me run it by the old man. Yeah, you know let's what see what dad says. Yeah, yeah, let's see what he got to say to that. But now what about in, you said is Miami or where did you go from Miami. Florida? What about in Miami? So what was the structure like there for you? Oh, Jesus, it was way different. It was, okay. Was, and, see, they, my mom's the most Americanized out of my family. She is. Ah. So she's the most Americanized and they're all traditional. She's almost people. Canadian at this point. So she really Pretty was getting much. American. She's she was really, going, yeah, that's like why physically she, as close to the border as she can get, right? 3,000 miles away yeah. from her family. <laughs> that, was, that was a statement to be wow. made. Um, <laughs> But yeah, my my there it was like, it was suppressive. It was like you know they were like it was like Caribbean style love. Like children should be seen and not heard. You know what I'm saying? Like you know you, yeah. you'd be listening to people talk. You'd be like, oh, I should say this. You're like, they look at you like, why are you? Don't be talking. Yeah, you mean adults are, you? are like, listen. Yeah, this is not your time or yeah. place. But my mom always would talk to us, and so it was like a huge shock for me to go from an adult who kept me in the loop of things to yeah. adults who who didn't shunned you when you tried to stay in the loop yeah you yeah. know what i'm saying and so it, it was weird and then like i always had like my I, I went to school where my aunt taught at and then my other aunt would come over after work so if i cut up if i cut up in, in elementary school where my aunt taught at yeah i get whooping from her when she got off then i get a whooping from my aunt as a nurse when she got off <laughs> and then my grandma would be like yo i'm gonna pray 
Okay, so you only got two, and the and third they, one was I'm gonna pray for your, your pain. It was a prayer whooping. Yeah, it was a prayer. Wh- I mean, yeah, and that was that. God forbid, if the uncles came over. Oh my God, it was. Like, so you could yeah, one day, one weekend, I got upwards of five whoopings. That's like a whoop train, dude. Jeez. That's just, that's exactly just like just you're just going through like you know when guys run like through the football field, they, they're like getting hands from everybody on both sides. You see the spank machine. <laughs> that it was it was amazing. I was like, do these people ever tire? Like, yeah. was, <laughs> how are they not worn out? Yeah, like I'm I'm putting up a good fight. I'm putting up a good tussle right now, and they're still just like I was like, all right. Man. So your mom was not a not a not a not a spanker, if you will. I mean, depends on the depending on what I fucked up in the early years. Before, so be, so be, your experience with that before you got down there, you had you had received maybe a couple spankings from time to time. So it wasn't like all of a sudden you went from like one situation where there was none, and then you went into this. and You're like, what the hell is this all of a sudden? No, I was, yeah, it wasn't total shock. Okay, you know? like I remember, not that it was great either. And way, you didn't get you didn't get Adrian Peterson. No, with the switch. Yeah. Uh, I don't even see. Way the to generalize. Was it that bad? I didn't see the welts. Was yeah, it really that was bad. pretty bad. But again, man. yeah. But he's also NFL player. Yeah, it was, and so the it's kid like, is like was, was nine or whatever. It was like the kid is like a fr- like yeah, he was like, know, like my finger four, yeah, man. Yeah. He was so skinny, and it was like you're right. The guy's a fucking running back in the NFL. And this guy's like I'm gonna that should it should be illegal. Yeah, yeah. It is illegal. Yeah, I don't, right, I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't hit my kids, so I don't. Yeah, but if you did, you couldn't leave marks like that. No, Look no, at your here, body. You're, no, no, no. I, I, I wouldn't. I know I wouldn't. I had been spanked growing up. I, wooden spoons, Fells napless soap in the mouth. I got it. Loved my parents. I understood it. In that time, right. there was a time and a place where that was kind of how things rolled. So I don't. Yeah. I'm not going to be that person that's going to go with a rise above everybody and say whatever in the past. I'm going to now. I'm going to hold you accountable forever. That kind of stuff. I just. I don't see the cause and effect of it. Like I. 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 I don't. I don't see like a difference i had friends that were spanked a lot and they're still pieces of shit so i don't necessarily know where the correlation is that's all i think it comes with the communication Mm -hmm. of it and that's what a lot a lot of times people you know parents use ass whippings as as the form of communication but if you whip someone's ass and you communicate to them why why because it's like yo this is the you went to the extreme so i have to give you a more extreme punishment you know what i'm saying and to me like i got it like one time i got caught stealing from a store and it was with my brother. So you knew. And so I knew. And then my mom, you know, she whooped me passionately, like furiously, feverishly. With a yeah. message. It was a, it was a <laughs> even in the hand was a message, Yo, right? it was, it was a belt. It was like, nope. Like it was like strip. Okay. Butt whooping, like <sighs> accuracy, like, you know, accuracy, <laughs> velocity, you know, like she had, like, I, it, it was important. Like, Aerodynamic. I understood, <laughs> I understood where like, yo, stealing all right, you know, I can't do what I just did. Was it the last time you saw? Of course not. <laughs> of course not. But, but I got better about it. And that's what you're supposed to learn. But also, that's you, your message how to not, how to do it and not get. Well, you buy something and then you steal other things. Those are the rules. <laughs> We've all been to Target. Don't play stupid. Don't judge me, Hollywood Anonymous listeners. Oh, trust me, they're the last people that judge. <laughs> Uh, Someone is listening to this in headphones in a store right now that has actually got like, something. Right, in their- buy, oh, they're like, oh, buy something and then steal. <laughs> got it, got it. They got Jason Ed's toothpaste. They're like, yeah. I knew it. I yeah, knew I it. Knew I it. I buy one, get one free. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Put it in my pocket. <laughs> so, how long did you live live down there? And and how many other kids were living with you at that time? Uh, I was. Just, it was just me and my grandma because my mom's the youngest of eight kids. So all my other cousins are older than me. They okay. So they're all like like a lot you know, older. Yeah, yeah, they're all they're all like meaning older. like old to the point where they were in high school or not high school college but college, college. Yeah, college. older. Okay. Yeah, older cousins. I think I got a cousin closest one in age is like 
36, 37. Okay. So now, like, and it's weird because when you're younger, you th- it feels like the gap's closer. But you get older, you're like, you're eight years older than me? Dude, yeah. That's it? <laughs> That's it. You're not. A, you're not. You're two Olympic cycles away from me. That's what yeah. You're so you're, what you're saying when you get older, the gap closes because you're yeah. like well, we're not really that far apart, right? But I mean, but as a kid, it's like oh, they're bigger. They're, massive. You know, they're, yeah. Well, dude, yeah. I, we, I, me and my fiance joke about this. Like we're eight years apart. So when I say stuff like oh my god, where you know when the Goonies was out, she's like I was a fetus. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like oh right. When I'm like hey, where were you for Red Dawn? She's like I was five. What are you talking about? <laughs> like there are just, pop culture things that there's a disconnect in. I think, but like just but, the, but, oh, but also, oh, yeah, but yeah. as you get older, that pop culture gap kind of closes because, and at least for people like us who are kind of in the industry and involved and around you see even if i don't want to know who justin bieber is i know who justin bieber is you know what i mean like but so that kind of closes when you eight years is not that big of a deal after a while it's just like but it's where you have to pay attention to the present and the future people don't have to pay attention to the past isn't that weird like we have to know to be relevant right yeah what's going on today or possibly in the future but they don't have to do their history no, they could really well, they think don't. One Direction is the greatest band of all time, and never listen to Pink Floyd. And that's, that's a good that's a good point. You know what I'm I, but I think you that's may have just touched the nerve with John. You definitely. Well, I mean, definitely. I I'm I'm a hundred percent. But I also feel like that's where you know your expertise comes in and your your knowledge, and you can pass that on to you other. Mean people. as an older fiance? Yes, as I an don't old, understand what you're talking. about. I just right? mean like I'm, people I'm in tired. general. Like when when I meet comics <laughs> that are like. You know, but that are that are younger than me that are like, oh, I, I like this, this, and this, and oh no, I never watched that show. I'm like, oh, you should go back. To, you should go back and watch that show. You should go back and watch these people do stand up. You should go back and watch these things. I always try to like pass on a little bit of that to, to people who I feel aren't maybe catching on or are, are thinking like, yep, I saw this, and this person is the greatest. And you're like, wait, no, 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 that person is only here because nine thousand people before him were there. <laughs> Kids don't want to research and they don't want to be well rounded anymore. Like, when we were growing up, you had to be well-rounded. You know what I'm saying? Like, you had to know a little. Even if you didn't know a lot about baseball, you, know you need a gist. You need a gist. Like, you had to hold a conversation. Someone's like, hey, who's your team? I don't really follow baseball. Well, who's your favorite player? Then? And like, oh, okay. Derek Jeter. <laughs> yeah. 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 You had to say something. And nowadays, it's like, people are like, like they're proud in their ignorance of, like, laughing. They're like, I don't like sports. It's like, wait, all sports? Yeah. Like you don't like all sports. Like you don't know anything. I, I, I like to, like what books have you read then? Have you read these classics? No. I'm like so what? I only read so and so. I think there's a defiance of like all that. You guys were just wrecking things. So I'm not going to be a part of any of all your like. Don't tell me what the world is supposed to be. Like this is what I think the world should be. And it's a, it's a weird. It is a weird place to be. I I actually learned it from my my niece and nephew because that you remember there was that. It's probably about. Seven years ago, mm. they started reprinting like Pink Floyd t-shirts and Ramones t-shirts. Yes, yeah. And, and I didn't realize that at the time. So they came to visit us, and I was like, "Oh, oh my I god!" I saw their shirts. I'm like, "You guys are they're getting Floyd. into music." And I used to work in the music business, so I like ran and got all my CDs. I'm like, "Let's sit around and like I'll play you guys some music and like I'll t- I'll I'll connect the dots." Like every band has an influence from somewhere else. Like I was right. like, you were, I was you were excited. Got the map and like this. Yeah, it was like you know, yeah, FBI okay, special. Ramones started from the Who. That <laughs> yeah. derived this. <laughs> Then the cure, and yeah. they killed everything. Uh, they that, killed everything. That session lasted less than fifteen minutes. They were like, "We don't they, care." It just—you could see the glaze coming over. They're like, "Look, man, it's we're just, just wearing t-shirts." Like, Yo, man, don't hold us to the standards. <laughs> then don't wear the shirts. I, I gotta say, like, I, 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 I found a, 
I, I, I ran into the, whatever. Uh, a long time ago, this girl I liked, I, she showed up at work and she was wearing a Judas Priest t-shirt. And I was like, oh my God, you like Judas Priest? And she's like, what? What? No, this is just a shirt. And I was like, it's not just a shirt. Oh. Like, I, it was immediately like, yeah, it was mm. that much less that I like, I don't, I don't know if I like you like wah, that. Wah. I talked talk to a chick who didn't like Michael Jackson and I couldn't talk to her. She, well, there were two strikes. She didn't, she never had sweet potato pie and she didn't <laughs> like Michael Jackson. And I feel like to be a non-communist or not a savage, you need to at least experience those two things in your life. I need to know what the first one is. What is the potato? What is sweet it? Sweet potato pie. Sweet potato pie. You never now, had sweet potato pie? I'm sure I have, but I'm not a big right, sweet well, potato guy. It's been <laughs> real on this yep, yep, I didn't See you later. I didn't but know. I do like Michael Jackson. Fair enough. Yeah. Now, I will, I will admit... 50% from the field still a good yeah. percentage. But, I, yeah, but then it's I, like... I had Thriller on cassette. Yeah. Is that good enough? I mean, yeah, my yeah. back end, my... I mean, you don't need to be... Like, I, I know the name... Judas Priest, but I, and I may know songs if I heard them. You heard right, them, yeah. right, right, right. I, I didn't follow rock music that heavy. But you, but I'm sorry, but you should know. Mike, everyone should know at least the Thriller album. At yeah, the, at the very least. Yeah, you don't need to know his whole catalog, right? Again, but also we Man had in to the be well rounded, right? Right. That's the thing we had to. That's because- a really good point. But yeah, I, I also feel like I enjoyed doing that research, going backwards. I enjoyed going, okay, this is the band that I like now. Where did like that's how I found Black Sabbath. That's how I found. I was like, the, I like Metallica. Who the fuck did Metallica listen to to get to where to get this sound? And it was like, oh, they listened to these bands. And then you know you're listening to Led Zeppelin. And then with my dad, my dad was like older and like. Dixieland jazz and you know weird fucking really old music so I was like I got into that and I just started and with movies the same way like okay so you know and, and not that I needed to do this by the time I got to college but Tommy Boy without you know without fucking Cheech and Chong without fucking Abbott and Costello without Laurel and Hardy is not Tommy Boy so it's like you've got all these things that go past and that make up what you like now and I think it's important to try to figure out where they come from and to but they don't want to do it. These, are ki- these are kids are also get them saying a lot of these kids they're 23 they still use the phrases like ideology and essence in everyday conversation. Yeah, you're just like yeah, <laughs> you're like oh, you get you don't, you're not you, you, you don't get you it. won't you won't get it. Yeah, they never played a sport. They never been hitting the nose. You know what I'm saying? A bunch of things like you don't even know how to fight. I'm not yeah. saying you don't want you to be Mayweather Ali. Right, but have, you got to get but hit you, once. You get hit in the nose, that cures everything. You know what I'm saying? You get in the nose where eyes water and the blood's coming, and you're like, oh, that, that would, I don't yeah. want that consequence. Ne- that's going to do that again. Yep, the, yeah. You're like, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's coming from both. All Too much liquid coming out of my yeah. face right now. But these kids, Cause they never played effect. a sport. They yeah. never played a sport, and that trips me out. Like, Because you play a sport. It's team sport, you know what I'm saying? So you know how to interact with people. Yeah, that's a huge thing people don't understand. They just look at the jock thing. Jocks are mean to me. Jocks are jerks. And it's like they don't they don't look at the other aspects of what sports right. bring to the table, like what you're talking about. Actually, socialization is a huge part But that's why I athletics. think school was, is, was so important for me, not because I learned a lot, but because I learned how to like be a human being. Like, but the internet killed that. I feel like the internet... That's a good point. I didn't have the, the internet, internet until it. after college, basically. I, I feel like that's what's going to be like a major... Time thing like yeah, yeah, BCAD now is gonna be like before internet, BI, internet, like BI, two, AI. 2005 game changer. It's too easy to you know what I'm saying? Like 2000, through, yeah. yeah, internet, we all had AOL, but not everyone well, had everyone had fucking, desktops. If you right, had a you job, know? you had a desktop, right? Or but if you were rich, 05, Wi Fi, yeah, that shit changed the game. The so, Wi Fi is the game changer, and so and, are the cell phones, yeah. And yeah. so now people are like, okay, like because even you even look at a, a movie go back to 05, they still had flip phones, yes. So iPhones are really. Only like 2007, 2008. Yeah. And then they, the leap from iPhone 
when the first app came out, that was it. The first iPhone to the third iPhone to the sixth iPhone, the leap of what they can do now, the and everything that it can connect and everything can control is just. It's spooky, man. It's yeah. like it's like maximum overdrive type guys, stuff. Guys, give me your phones. We're flushing them in the toilet right now. Let's do it. Well, Actually, no, I'll no, hold I, on to mine. I, 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 I um, but then you guys flush my... yours, and then, then yeah, no, no, no. We do a pact. We do it all oh, together. No, no, no. We had a pact. You no, go we... first. You go first. I'm gonna leave. Goodbye. Hot tub time machine <laughs> shit. We just throw it in the phone. Time travel. Back Dude, to all the of a sudden there is no iPhone. There is no. <laughs> Can you imagine that? We wrecked it all for everybody. <laughs> so you were talking about music. I mean, did music have an influence on you? And oh, when did man. you actually discover music? Like, I didn't discover music until I actually was in high school. Really? really? It didn't register. But then once I did, Boom, it was I on. was in. But it was, a, it was a passive thing for me as a child. My kids are really into music, which kind of shocked me. They're both under 10. So that's, your, uh, that's what I'm curious. You know, you talk about it like you actually have passion behind your I love, music. I mean, now, like, as, as older, I love all kinds of music. You remember, like... I'll probably go on Spotify and check out Judas Priest and Black Sabbath. Now that I'm not, heard. I'm not a huge fan of scream metal, and that's why. I oh no, but that's not. Yeah, or, that's or not. 80s hair metal. Those are the one. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I have a joke about that, but later for that. But like <laughs> music is a, uh, it's so passionate to me. So like the first time I discovered music, I remember going from like Disney radio to like Monica's, just one of those days, and just like remember like I like the beat. I didn't understand the lyrics, right? And I, and I remember in Tupac. So, so I went from Monica to Tupac. You I remember were, Machiavelli was an album I kept buying. My mom kept breaking the CD because she didn't have any no vulgarity in her house. So there's no oh. cuss. So Tupac cussed a lot. So I remember I'd sneak it in and read it. I'm like, first off, fuck the bitch and the fuck you claim. What's okay? Yeah, I'm gonna fucking get it. Yeah, that's an echo. And then once she crept up to me, I'm like, I have the headphones plugged in the stereo. I'm just, and she unplugged it. Fucker, like, bow, bow, bow. I was like, what? Well, seems louder all of a sudden. And she like takes out the headphones, like, oh no, <laughs> oh no, I know this is good. and then, like this is when CDs were like twenty dollars. Oh, dude, it was it took when, by what, a CD. Uh, when did you when were you born? Uh, Eighty four. Eighty four. Okay, yeah. so this you're talking about the the nineties. So no, basically, ninety five, baby, ninety five. So is that when you started getting into music? Would you say so? About 10, 11 years old yeah. was your thing. Okay, I mean, but I was I remember having the Simpsons. Uh, soundtrack on tape. I remember that. You know, that's like- so fucking funny. You're the same age as my fiance, and she says the same thing. She's like, when I I, I mentioned something, I say the Super Bowl shuffle, and she goes, the Bart Man is the Super Bowl shuffle from my generation. I I wouldn't say that, but, <laughs> but yeah, I get. What sorry, she, John, I sorry. get. Then I get what she was trying to go. With. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, no. But I mean, I remember that, but I didn't like pay attention to it like it was, i remember there, that's not where your passion was yet. rap was my pa- rap and soul okay my mom had like endless like discs of motown music. oh nice so like i grew up like i remember uh the song money uh they say the bent life of free you could feed that to the birds i remember i was like that spoke to my soul because we grew up broke so i was like yo yeah you know yeah i remembered all that so that that's music has always been a passion i really like motown music actually i i I had this cd when i was like a lot younger that was like 16 greatest motown hits or something it had like shotgun on all these like kind of typical radio friendly motown songs but your first favorite song that you ever remember where you were just like, I love this song. I mean, I mean, in the radio. I mean, because even the radio, they were still bombarding us with the same. I guess maybe when you had when you had control of music, what was the song that you were like? This is always gonna. I'm gonna take this with me forever. <laughs> 
No, I mean, because you know there's always emotions associated with it. Yes. Absolutely, man. So it's like and that's why you, you go into waves with music. That's why. It's like you're in a certain mood, you're in a certain place in your life, and you're like, oh, I really like this. And then that changes because you go into a different place in a different mood at a different time. And I think the one that blew me, there was two that I, there's two that I remember. The reason why I ask you this is that even though I wasn't passionate about it, I remember I was still living in Illinois at the time, so I had to be less than eight years old. And um, this is going to sound so silly, but I just remember being fascinated with this song called Popcorn. Have you ever heard that song? Uh, who's that? I would be like, Did you what? up in ragtime? Yeah, no, it was, it was a weird, like, it, well, basically it was. That's exactly what it was. It was like a disco-y, cheesy version of like ragtime stuff. And I was like, what? Uh, like before that, because you know, the thing is, I was a boy, so lyrics didn't mean anything to me. Right, that's the thing And so it caught lyrics. me as odd. And then past that, it was the Violent Femmes. Ooh. When somebody, when, when, when Let Me Go Wild came out and people were like, no, you don't understand. This is a game changer. And I, and I was at first, I was like, no, nah, because you know, you, you grew up listening to Top 40 radio. So you're just like, ah, I don't know. Yeah. And then you start getting into it. And I was like, oh, wow, this is something totally different because it still had a, a pop sensibility. But took it in a completely different direction. I've never heard the Violent Femmes really? in my life. Well, but they're from Wisconsin, and they're from Wisconsin, I was gonna, so they, it would make more sense they, that okay. we were very passionate Are they about from that. Wisconsin? That makes sense to me, because I didn't hear about them until I got to Wisconsin. And yeah. then I was like, all right, everyone's fucking beating off of the Violent Femmes, I guess. And then, or, like, what are, are they rock? Are they like... I would call them um, early new wave um, kind of, uh, not punk, but more of a yeah, softer version it's, of punk. It's like a pop, poppy new wave punk type. Are they, are they worth the checkout? Yes, yes. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're fun. It's very They're simplistic fun. music. There is a bass player, a guitarist, Why and a drummer. That's it. Just one kiss. Why can't I get... Just one kiss. Sounds like not the. Str- I feel like this is stroke. It, well, they're a, probably there, influenced by that. That's right. where you start. Definitely, fi- a that's the whole bit thing about there. me and my nieces and nephews. I'm trying to take them back. Going, all right, here's how it all works. Yeah, and right. they you go, like yeah, the Strokes. Yeah. Check out these four bands. Yeah, right. Who they? Just those lyrics were like, I can totally see the fucking lead singer to Strokes. You know, same yeah. fucking lyrics. I mean, that's when I don't know if you ever remember the band Wolf Mother, but like Wolf Mother came out and they were like just a like a throwback band to like early '70s fucking kind of like stadium rock. It was cool. Wolf Mother. Yeah. No, I never heard of Wolf Mother. I'm Tell sorry. you all the story oh. about the Joker. You're gonna have so much to Google later when you're. <laughs> you're like, that's, Fuck but that's this white music. <laughs> no, dude, I'm <laughs> just Google white music and it's Wolf Mother. Oh, oh, Mother. All this shit just <laughs> came up. This is what they were just picturing me and Brian going. Wolf Mother. We love tunes. <laughs> Wolf Mother chooses all the Oscar nominees. I don't understand this. They had a lot of pull. They were very influential. <laughs> they had all Jewish people. They were all Jewish kids. And they came up with Wolf Mother, and that was like a shout out to their mom. <laughs> so uh, we'll go back. We'll go back to. So how long were you in Florida? Oh man, I was. Uh, so you said around eight yeah, is when maybe, you went maybe, down. Yeah, maybe about a few years. A few I, years. I was down there for Hurricane Andrew. Hurricane Ooh, Andrew. Ooh, that's a big one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Did that? Would that scare the crap out of you? Like, was it that kind of like I mean, big I mean, of a Hur- deal? Hurricane Andrew was bad. Like, I I can I can begin to understand Katrina. But I could fathom because Hurricane Andrew was my Katrina, so okay. it was like so it like leveled all of Florida, like to the point where like there's still I went I went down there a couple of years ago and trees are still just now really growing back to really? where they were you in certain parts, yeah, yeah, in certain parts you see like pockets of like parking, you know we have like cement parking lots here, but it's just like crabgrass and like tree stems, it's just like you could almost climb to the top of them. Wow! And did it affect your family? So, uh, yeah. Where you guys lived, I mean, did it did it did it did it tear your place apart? Like, what, what like how much effect did it actually have on you on you guys? Where you we were? were living in a school for a bit. You were oh, oh so it, it tore your whole place down. Yeah, okay, it, okay. it hit hard. Like we were in an area called Kendall, my grandma's house. I was living with my grandma. And okay. We were in an area called Kendall, 
and uh, that it hit really hard. And like afterwards, you know, we expand, you know, built onto the house or whatnot. But I'll never get that hit. And I was like, Where were you at the time when it hit? Did you go? Were you at? Do they? Do they send everybody to an emergency? Oh, you probably place evacuated. Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Did, okay, so you evacuate. Okay. Yeah, but it's like you come back. I mean, and it's like hurricanes are scary because like tornadoes happen like that. Like they're pretty fast. Yeah, yeah. You know it's like saying? oh god, so, we're having one. Oh god. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like oh shit, all the damage is done. You know what I'm saying? But hurricanes like are like wind. It starts with wind, and then the rain comes in, and then once the rain starts coming in sideways, you know you're about to, and it just bombards you for like three, four days. Yeah, like, it's yeah. just relentless. It doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. And in most cities, don't have proper draining systems. That's why in LA, whenever it rains, fucking it floods. Yeah, because our drain systems like we it never rain. They listen to one Eagle song. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, well, I think that sort of sums up all the. That's we it. We're do. good. Yeah, we're good. Signing off. And yeah. Then, like, then it rains for like five days. It's like, well, I mean, Jesus, it's like standing water up to your fucking. Like, what the fuck is this? How, yeah. How come we can't have any hurricanes here? Or how come we don't? I oh. think humidity and not enough wind velocity. Like, ah, okay. Like, we're also pretty far south. Southwest is different than south. Actually, Florida is further south, so it's more yeah. south into the yeah. Caribbean, so humidity plays a factor or whatnot. So. Okay. I'm glad he answered that question, because I was looking at you like, seriously, you're going to answer a meteorologist question? You're going to start I, talking I'll, about meteorology? I, I just started, you know what? It's the first <laughs> time I've really like, thought about it, because I'm like, <laughs> the East Coast gets wailed with hurricanes well, all the time, and I'm yeah, like, it's, I, we it's live right on the ocean. And we we do, but it's a different ocean. It's a different right. environment to where they are down there, and what, what that actually, what that, the Gulf Stream and all those things, what they, what they create. If you were holding the Pacific Ocean and the Atlantic Ocean off a cliff, and you had to drop one one of them. Just kidding. What? You never heard that? Like, if you were holding me and so and so off a cliff, and you had to drop one of us. Sounds like your girlfriend's been testing you, bro. You got it. <laughs> I always, I always that say like, that's like a fiance question. Uh, like, if you were holding me and Jason off a cliff, who Judas, would you drop? If you had Judas Priest and Jason in one hand, ooh, and me in the other, I'm right, sorry, babe, babe. I need Judas Priest and Jason. To, Jason plays the tuba. To, <laughs> Jason, plays can you play a tuba? You play the tube. She can't no. play any instrument. All right, so. then, Molly, you got to go. It's been Molly. real. <laughs> <laughs> Just give her the whitest name. All right, Molly. What? Right, is, she, is, your, is your fiance white? Yeah. Yeah. I think you answer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, absolutely. Yeah. That's not how I answer. I can't upset my. I can't upset my family. That no, I cannot. That is not how I answered. I, I don't have time. That for is this. not how I answered. No. War- Warrenville, that, Warrenville does sound like you might have family members like that, though. Uh, not immediate family, not actual blood relatives. No, but I do have family. Members. I know you got relative. a West Virginia uncle or cousin. It's not even. Yeah. yeah, it's like a cousin's husband. Somebody yeah. in your yeah, family votes like, for Trump. What? I heard Huck had sex with a black one one time. What fuck? <laughs> It's not quite it's like, like that, but it's it's not. No, not your un, family, like not West unlike, Virginia. Unlike that. Well, that is West Virginia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not talking about your family. I'm talking about this West Virginia scene that we just painted. That's very accurate. This Bob Ross West Virginia scene that's now got racists running amok. <laughs> so you were about 11, 12 when you, when you moved out? And was that, again, was that another big deal? Because I'm assuming you also developed friendships back then as well that... And do you keep in touch with anybody, or were you I mean, again, happy with going? Before the internet, so, like, I can't... Yeah, yeah you don't know how to get all those people. Yeah, you know, them, them, them memories are gone. gone. Like, gone. you know, gone. if you didn't... Like, it's like us, we, we lived most of our lives before the internet, so our documentation is in our head, or those old fucking disposable cameras, you know what I'm saying, if you're yep. lucky enough to find. Nowadays, it's Instagram, everything's well documented, so I don't have pictures of me in Paris or when I traveled in the early 2000s, yeah. you know what I'm saying, so there's that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, had, I was ready to go, because I missed my you mom. Were. okay. I, I I'm very much I love my moms like I, I guess I'd almost be like a mom's where I talk to her like two times a day okay you know 
but now I'm busy, obviously. But you know, but she, but yeah, back so, then right. you got you stayed in touch. You, you yeah, yeah, I mean, a lot we of wrote, long. That would have been long distance back then, right? Yeah, yeah. A long wrote, distance like, phone this call. This is before ten ten two twenty two. Yeah. That was where you got you twenty got minutes call. long distance for nine nine. And different time zone, ten, right? 10, different time zone. And if I'm not mistaken, yeah, you got to remember AT and T, baby. Those Dude, days. dialed down the middle, and you had to call at certain times. Yeah, in order to get the best rate. Time zone different. Yeah, what are you calling me now for? Are you crazy? And people like even when cell phones sick, I'm like, oh man, I, I don't don't call. I'm out of minutes. You have to understand, there's a, a whole minutes. generation of kids that got in a shitload of trouble for making expensive long distance phone calls. Yeah, do you remember that doesn't even exist anymore. Hit? Remember like when cell phones first hit, like we were trying to cut down. They like make one long word run on sentence paragraph. <laughs> They'd be like. Hey John, gonna be late. No spaces because they don't want to use their characters. <laughs> I, I remember a few people doing that to me and being uh, like, like, "What?" This is when the Nokia, when they had like the small Nokia phone, and, and it was hey, you had to press the button late. three times yeah, to yeah, get yeah. to the letter you wanted, and you're like, like, "I'm playing Snake on my phone." Sorry, <laughs> that was the Nokia with the nub on it, right? The little nub antenna. Yeah. That was the first phone I ever had. Yeah, it was great, man. <laughs> I got that phone. That phone was. I was just talking about this the other day. I got that phone in the mail. All right, and then uh, nobody knew I had the phone. So nobody had the number to the phone. So there was absolutely no chance, not a chance in the world that anyone that was trying to reach me would reach me on that phone. I still put it in my pocket and went to a party that night, got so fucked and kept pulling it out to look at it because I was like, I've never had a phone before. I was like, I have a phone. I could could call somebody if I had anyone's fucking number, which I don't. Someone could call me if they had my number, which they don't. Then I got blackout drunk at this party and then walked home and fell on the phone and broke it. Woke up the next day and the screen was shattered and I was like, why did I take that with me? Like, there's no reason to do that. And I had to send away for <laughs> a new one. That was your just in case. You know, oh that back God. then it was a just in case. Just in case. Yeah. Well, but situation. that's why I bring it. That's Sounds really like why I bring my phone now. Just in case. Just in case. I better bring this rubber. Just in case. I think that was everyone sex. Yeah. Sex was so random for us when we were growing up. <laughs> it was like a treat. It was like Christmas came early. She wants to sleep with me. This is gonna happen. Are you? Are you fucking yeah. kidding me right now? <laughs> wait, wait. Let's not get too excited because she might. Say no. Let's not get too excited. Even like, no, I'm ready. I'm like, well, it's too late now. It's too, <laughs> too late. late. It's too late. We're we done. a small window. I was too excited. I couldn't do it. <laughs> but that was a thing for me when I would, even like this is years ago, when I'd go on the road or do anything like travel, I would be like, I'll throw a couple condoms in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if I don't throw them in there, there's going to be some fucking naked chick orgy that wants me involved. And if I do throw them in there, I'll be watching. Where's John? And is he prepared? Let's we'll, go. We'll Get be him. watching. If I, if I throw the condoms in, it usually meant that I was going to be watching porno in my <laughs> hotel room by myself. And that's considered for housekeeping. Bro. You're right. I just... I, no, I didn't use the condoms. <laughs> no, I'm just Can you imagine that if I was beating off a condom? <laughs> no, no, we can't imagine it. And please stop talking Come about on, it. imagine it, everybody. Get <laughs> no, clo- I want everyone who's listening to close their eyes. They already have. Oh, Turn the lights they're, down. They're, okay. Light a candle. Oh, mood is set. Mm, now, is set. now I'm going to unzip my pants. Oh, baby, bring out the hug. Now, <laughs> bring, bring out the hug. Does your penis also have a little beard? It does. It has, okay. a, it has a beard right at the, right at the tip. Is and that little, weird? And a little Cubs baseball hat on the top of it. Yeah. Represent, represent. <laughs> it wears a beard, and but it has a mon- it wears monocle sunglasses. <laughs> oh, it's classy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah I just got one of those. Um, duh, duh. What else would I expect from keep, Little Huck? Keeps you know it trimmed. Saying? Keeps it trimmed. He's a real good, real, real good looking aerodynamic. <laughs> He's not big, so he gets into small places. You know, that's cool. Ladies, <laughs> did you uh, uh, your Caribbean influence? Did, was, were you heavily influenced? For you said when you went down there, that was kind of part of the culture. But I don't. You don't strike me as someone that ha- that that carries a lot of that. I mean, Am I wrong? Am I misreading you? No, I mean, I, I, I guess I wasn't like immersed in it as okay. much as my family because like it's sort of like you got to be around it 
a lot for it to be a part of you. Okay. And you, you were know? kind of from Seattle, coming yeah. down to Miami. Right. And there was always that, like, oh, this is our cousin from Seattle. It wasn't like, this is our cousin. So they didn't try to add that so people knew you were different from a different place. Like, right. this is our cousin from Seattle. So if he does anything weird, it's because exactly. he's from Seattle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not because he's our cousin, but because yeah. he's from Seattle. Right. So I remember, like, back then, I felt like Seattle was so much further than it really was. It's like, they're oh. like, he's from Seattle. I was like, that's near Alaska. I think I'm from Alaska. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, I see. You weren't even, even sure even, Yeah, but yeah. it was, I mean, it, it's it's 3,000 miles. It's far. You I mean, know, if but, you look at where you were and where it is on the map of the United States, that is, I mean, you're you're kind of... That's opposite that's, ends, But baby. we're still not Alaska. No, far. you're not no, Alaska. No, 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 no. That's where they made it feel like, like you're like, you're a whole another. I, I think you'd be telling us a completely different story about your life if you had to grow up in Alaska. Yeah, I think anyone would tell you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was just started out fucking crabbing, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was 12, threw me in the first rig. Dude, that or Maine. The parts of, there are parts of Maine that people are like, oh, I started out crabbing when I was 12, and then I was like fishing for lobster, and you're like, all right. I want to go to Maine. I've never been to Maine. I only went to, I've been to, uh, um, Worcester. No, that's Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah. Close I've been enough. To, <laughs> just lump it all. I've, been, I've been to Portland, Maine. That's where I've been. That's what they do in the Midwest. Just lump that, that part Portland, of the country. Maine. I, no, I was trying to think because I, I went on a bunch of fish tour run like in 93. and like Fish tour? Yeah, the band Fish. Oh, oh <laughs> I think that you were chasing fish up and down the coast. No. I, thought so, I thought so, too. No, no, no. It was the band. So uh, I went up into Portland, Maine, and that was the only time I've ever been there, really, to see a show. Good night, everybody. Yeah, good story. Great so, story. Um, when, uh, Fuck you. So, <laughs> I'm just kidding. So for you, we're talking about music. We're talking about this Caribbean influence, all this stuff. Right. And I'm still trying to piece together where was the click over that you went, I like the entertainment business. I want to be a comedian. Man, you remember Chris Rock's Bigger and Blacker? Dude, I was in college and I was I cried. Do I was you, laughing so fucking hard. Do you hard. remember? It's like. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm talking about Bring the Pain. Bigger and Blacker? Yeah, you're talking, about, you're talking about the second one, Bigger and Blacker. Yeah, Bigger and Blacker is just, uh, no sex in the champagne. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's like, remember, there's no sex. Yeah, she might say you'll have sex and there's a champagne room, but you'll never have sex in the champagne room. Like, you can play that right now. That shit's so classic. That shit is classic. And it was like almost like a, and it was like I had this R&B singer in like an old 90s, like, you know, a little beat to it, and he's just and Chris Rock just talk. I remember that. Then he had the niggas versus black people bit, where I was like, I got those thoughts. <laughs> I got those very thoughts. I could say those things into. I I could do what he does. So you identify. You found something that you identified with immediately. Oh yeah, I mean, I I, I loved it. I loved it. And that was your first exposure to stand up, or was that that was your first exposure where you the stand up you, you were like, man, that's where it went click. Right. The, the stand up so where you, like how old were you? Uh, Thirty one. What's that? 31. No, no. How old were you at the time? 31 still. People, black people don't He, he never oh, okay. ages. He was born 31. <laughs> so, okay, so this is so it's I'm a Caribbean 31. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a I superpower. I don't age in human years. <laughs> I am eons old. Eon. No, um, uh, no uh, I, I, don't even, I don't even know. You're a teenager. I was, I was a teenager. Probably okay. like 12, 13. Okay. That. But I remember, I remember hearing that. It was like, what the fuck? That is hard. That is hard. I was like, yo, this is funny. Now... I, a lot of white people, a lot of white comics grew up off Saturday Night Live, right? Did you watch Saturday Night Live in that kind of? Were you I a big? Did. Com- did you watch a lot of comedies, movies, TV? Did that interest you, or was no, it actually mom, the Chris Rock thing? My mom had a very strong belief that she didn't want cussing in her household. So, is your, is your mom religious, by the way, or is she uh, just? Yeah, yeah. Okay. She, she, she's more. She's lightly religious now. She's eased up as she's gotten older, but before, back then it was definitely okay. 
Um, so I remember like we didn't really get to watch unless you thought we could learn something from it. I remember seeing Shawshank Redemption as a kid in the movie oh. theater. I was like, this is not what a kid should be watching. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, did you learn something from I remember, it? I remember Lion King in the movie theater. I remember fucking uh, Shawshank Redemption. I remember Malcolm X. Seeing those in the movie theater. Wow. And High School High with John Lovitz. I remember those. <laughs> high School and High School High with John Lovitz. That's, that's such a number four throwaway there. Right. Yeah. But, it's like, but those were the movies, like, those were the movies as a kid where I was like, damn. I don't think I should have been watching those things <laughs> in the movie. Well, Malcolm X and... Uh, um, High school high, of course. I'm well, no, uh, uh, what was the f- Shawshank? Shawshank, yeah, those are pretty. Those are heavy. Those are, yeah, those are pretty heavy oh, movies. Yeah. yeah, those are heavy. I remember. Yeah, I remember seeing a lot of movies. Like my mom was like really into like race, keeping us aware of race because we Seattle was a predominantly white place. So she definitely wanted us to be. In it touch sounds with white. Whatever. Like it is very white. Yeah, very, very passive aggressive white. Okay, really? so I was just gonna ask you, what was that? What was that effect on you? I mean, again, I don't think you can act a race. But some people still think you can act white or act black. You could sound a race. You could sound black. You could sound white. But you can't act a race. I feel like that's an ignorant statement. But people like to say, oh, you, you like, I have gauges. You know, I got, like, tattoos. I liked Fall Out Boy for a time. You know what I'm saying? People right. are like, yo, you act, you're white. You act real white. I'm like, shut up. You know, because it's like, I don't even like, you can't even define that. Like, yeah, that's, you're telling me that this, this music is only for white people. These things are only for black. You know, like, that sounds yeah. right. Like, if you really dig deeper, that sounds like a real stupid thing. Now, you can sound, like, you can sound a race. Like, you could hear someone pick up the phone. Uh, hello? Uh, this is, uh... Fran Leibowitz. This, this is Brian calling you from <laughs> Solar Panels. We were you're like, panels. Nah, this is a black dude. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like <laughs> I don't think, you know, even if you don't have a traditional black name, you know, whatever. Right, right. But, yeah, so I, I remember just hearing, out like, bigger and blacker and, and niggas versus black people. It was like, I got those thoughts. And then I remember trying out. And I, I remember my first open mic, I riffed. I had bit, I had material. My first set list involved Seattle so passive-aggressive that when we come to four-way stops, there's that awkward jerk of who goes first for like 10 yeah. minutes. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so like I did, that was the, I thought that was going to be brilliant. I was like, That's what you is, opened up with? This is Seinfeld shit. I'm ready. Like, Dude, I'm, ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I love like, that confidence. You know, like, no, you don't, you remember when you had your first good set? You're like, where, where the fuck yeah. is Hollywood when that Yeah, what, how am I, where's my HBO special, motherfuckers? Yo, I'm ready. I got this three minutes that we can ride to the yeah. sunset. Yeah. Russian. How old were you? When you did that? Uh, when I did the stand, I think I was like 22, 21. All right. So there's almost a 10-year gap when you discover it. And, 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 and how did you... How did you know, I, I know you could do it? Well, there's that thing like... I, I, we, we all have it. gives it. you confidence. You're young. You discover something. And it stays inside of you the whole time. And you really don't know where to go with this stuff. Because when you're a kid, it's not like people are like... Oh, when I'm you know when I'm 14, of course I can totally go into the stand-up circuit and start doing stand-up. It's like you have all this time in between where you have to just hold on to all your your drive to actually do stand-up. But you didn't do it right when you turned 18. So it's interesting to me, like why you waited until you waited. Like what was the why was that year the year that you finally said, you know what, fuck this, I'm gonna do this. I mean, I, I was I was looking at some time, you know, for like a, for a, I was looking at like a, a, a some time, and I was like, why not? This is my bucket list. I was looking at some jail time for 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 an old charge. Like, I had driving my license suspended for like you know multiple times, and they're like, "All right, you keep fucking up. You still haven't got your license reinstated, yeah. dude." Like, we'll give you a year. And I got caught again. They're like, "Dude, you violated your probation. Stop doing that, right? Just get. Just, you have money. That's the thing. You have money. It's like when like it's like when you get your refund check, 
And like you're like, yeah, I should pay off these back bills and get you know get caught up. But you're like, mm. the GoPro would be kind of dope. Right? Sweet to have yeah, a camera. You're a, you're, you're a young adult male. Of course, you're gonna make yeah, the wrong decision. But, right. <laughs> so, but so I was looking at some time. I was like, you know, fuck, I'd never been locked up. You never know what could happen. I was like, I'll do fucking. You know, because remember, I saw Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, you're like, like, dude, I could be, I, I could be, be able to tunnel out through sewage. Then this is before Oz. Shawshank was like, man, oh, dude, Oz, had man. you seen Oz, you would have probably would, not like, fucking thought so. <laughs> yeah, would be not, so, so fun. So, so I went to open mic. I remember doing. I went to open mic, and I, and I remember like this guy went up before me. Uh, I was three minutes sign up at the Comedy Underground, and uh, this is Seattle. This is yeah, Seattle, which is a gro- which is a great club. Great, great club. Yeah. Um, and then you. Uh, I remember I, I went up and like this guy went up and sang a song about sticking vegetables up his ass. Like it was like a banjo or a fiddle, and he did that for three minutes. I stuck a cucumber up and just I like, kept going at. And so he, I went he basically up, did boogie in the butt. All right, the Eddie Murphy song. So I went up there and was like, "You guys want me to just tell jokes after that?" <laughs> That's what you guys expect. I'm supposed to do an elevator bit now, like I'm supposed to talk. Like, I was walking my dog, right? Like, and then and I remember, I, I remember feeling the room, breathe a sigh of relief. You know what I'm saying? And then just like go with that. And that, that was my instinct because I had always had like a sense of humor. I always use humor to get out of trouble. I can make people laugh. You know. So I remember like one time my mom was parallel parking uh, her van, and uh, I yelled, "Watch out for your blind spot!" And she slammed on the brakes. And I remember laughing all so heartily at the wordplay. I was like, I'll be watching out for the blinds. You're a fucking genius. What the fuck is like, I'm thinking she like joked me up. Like, I'm backing in a vehicle. <laughs> I'm like, but that was funny. That was funny. You got to admit that was funny. So, you know, I always had like a sense of humor, you know. And then like I was like, you know, I'm funny, but you don't know how the mechanics work. Yes. So I, then I, when you get older, when I got 20, I was like, I'm looking at some time. I could do whatever. I was like, I, I sign up three minutes. That's a, you know, I remember thinking like, because you have to think that's a long time or it's a short time, right? That's, those are the only things you never Well, think. you think it's a short time until like for me, it was until I first got up there. And then I was like, oh, well, this is taking a lot longer than I thought three minutes. I guess I'm, gonna... I want to stop you for a second. I'm, cu- I'm curious, like what you, you said. So you, 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 you know, you knew where you were at a place in your life. Mm-hmm. What was why did you think that going to an open mic and doing stand up was going to change something for you? I didn't think it was going to change. It was just something I just wanted to do. Meaning that you thought, okay, if I'm fucked, if I gotta go to doing, jail, if I'm gonna go to jail, this is something I need to get taken care of now, right? And and it and are you saying that because ultimately you believe that that was a game changer for you in the respects that it did it in any way, shape, or form pre- prevent you from going down a path that you thought you could have been headed on, or no, it has nothing to do with that. Well, I mean, it does. I mean, when I when I got locked up. I mean, some people are cool with it. They Wait, just, hold on. You did end up getting locked up. Yeah, yeah I ended up doing that. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. There's just, okay, so yeah. how much time did you have to do? I ended up doing 13 months. 13 months. Right. Oh, and shit. so I remember like, but you get like time off for good behavior or whatnot, whatever. It's still like, it ended up, it ended up being like 11 and a half for me. But uh, I, I, so I remember going through that. I remember like some people were like, they adjust mentally quicker. And they're like, man, it's whatever, man. You know, and I was just like, I can never go through this again. Because I remember, like, that's a long time. Because I remember, here's how big it was. It was 2007 I ended up getting locked up. Okay. And it was the end of 06 to Thanksgiving 07. And I remember when I went in, MySpace was booming. And when I came out, Facebook was everything. <laughs> and you don't, you guys don't, what is the you internet? You, don't, you, you are or are not, are, are, are not allowed online in huh? the whole thing. 
Online. You're not yeah. allowed online. At all. No, no. I mean, no, they have a law library, but you can't surf. The you don't surf it. Yeah, you can do. You can get information, but you cannot you can, surf. You can only, there's only legal cases on in the internet there. Okay. Yeah. That was still 07. Still 07. Yeah. So that, that's, a, that's a trip. Like, that's how much the game changed. In I remember everything. I remember, it felt like I was so long. I was in there so long. I remember seeing cats get out and come back in. I was like, and it was during the summer. Like, I remember a cat got out. I got sentenced on my birthday. A cat got out June 15th. My birthday's June 2nd. A cat got out June 15th. And then he came back by July 5th. And I was like, what, what? the fuck? Man, 4th of July, man. It's party crowd. I was like, dog, you just got you just got out. You're back already. That's why I was like, I can't do yeah, this again. Yeah, don't be that guy. I can't do this well, again. Well, I guess in some respects, it's good that you saw that because it, it, it you know, gave you perspective at least still to think that like, all right, you know, I mean, again, you already kind of met, sounds like you already mentally prepared yourself. I'm not coming back, but it's always good to have a reminder every once in a while. Oh, yeah. like, no, 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 no. Can I ask you a question? So what did you do that required 13 months? You just said that you were delinquent on some payments. Is it that simple? Is it that ridiculous that that's what puts you in jail for 13 no, months? No, Suspe- no, no. Driving on a suspended license over and over and yeah. over and over and not taking care of it. Yeah, I, I mean, understand that, but there are people who have committed worse crimes in this world that haven't even done any jail time. They just get probation for doing stuff. Yeah, they're stuff. called bankers. Well, yeah, I'm, I, yeah, that, that's the extreme. Now, the big just, short should have won. <laughs> yes. But I, I guess I'm just curious as like how it got to that point where like it was such an ex- it just seems like an extreme punishment if that's what it was for. Well, no, it, it wasn't just for that, but that had been like the catalyst that was that was taken in heavily into my sentencing. I also had an ex girlfriend. I was I was hustling at the time. An ex-girlfriend had snitched on me, and they raided my apartment, and they found all these things and that. And I remember, like, I remember the the, the initial charge was uh, the initial charge was a driving one license suspended, twenty thousand dollars. So I had two thousand dollars on me. I was like, I'll bond out. And then like, I called the bail bonds, like, Yo, what up? I'm trying to bond out. Let me get out of here. Just wrap it up. I, you know, I'm trying to catch a movie. And they're like, They're like, Yo, we just want to let you know before we take your money. If you still want to do it, you have seven other charges pending. All at $20,000 bonds apiece. They're going to file on Monday. I was like, you know what? I think I'm good. I think I'm going to chill here, wait to see what they got. And I remember they came to like, possession of a firearm. Uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, attempt to distribute. Possession of attempt to manufacture. And this, that, and that. I remember like, I remember the deal. Then I remember like sitting there for like a month and they were like, hey, sign this deal for 46 months. And I was like, the fuck? 46 the first months? Time, my first time looking at major time? You want me to just sign away 46 months? I was like, yo, dog. I'm, that's not. That's what's not going to happen. I was like, I, there's no way. There's nothing I did in my life. That's a that's a hair under four years. I was 22. I was 22 at the time, and I was like, there's no way I'm going to come out at 26. 26, dog. I'm going to just throw away the most. No way. And so I remember like just saying no deal. It was like every time, and every time I say that, like for three months, they drop a charge. So they're like, oh, there's no fingerprints on the pistol. Oh, the apartment. His name's not on the lease. They couldn't find a person whose name was on it because I was subletting off Craigslist. And then all these things. So it dropped down to, okay, listen, we're going to get you breaking a no-contact order, you know, because in Washington State, it's a woman's state, and it's on the person's responsibility that the no-contact order is against to run, basically, if they see the person. So they're like, we're going we're gonna to hit you on that, give you time, credit for all your time served, 13 months. By that time, I had like 10 in. I was like, yeah. It's another month. Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do, I signed it in blood so quick. I was like, we could we could sign this today. We don't even need to get sentenced. I don't even need to come to sentencing because now I have a date. It's, yeah. it's a mind fuck when you're sitting there, you don't have a date. People are like, hey, man, what's up, Q? When you getting out? I don't know. I, I have no clue, man. They're like, how long you been down? I'm like, too long. So when you got picked up, 
You just stayed in. I just stayed in. And you didn't. You didn't get yourself out. Wait for a court. You just literally like I'm I just going to start I, serving. I, I I'm going to get this figured out because you're going to get credit for all your time anyway. Okay, you do. Okay. So if you get out, you're like, uh, you got to go back, back in. That's in. A, that's, yeah. a, that's a mind fuck. No one's doing. It. It's not yeah. 25th hour. That you makes you. Like, that was just said. That makes you want to just take off. Like yeah, yeah. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah. And and I was just like, you know what? And then you think to yourself because I, I always had like self awareness. Like, look, you you've done a lot of dirt in your life. You know what I'm saying? This is this is, a, this is an aggressive sense. It's an aggressive consequence, but. Let's not act like, you know what I'm saying? You haven't got a, you have, let's not act like you a year got should atone for all the bullshit right. that you didn't get caught for. Right, right. Yeah. So I was like, I, you know what? I do the time. I own it. You know what I'm saying? I didn't agree with it, but I got out. You know, and that's when I started doing comedy. Realistically, okay. But I, now I have a, I, I have to take one more step back. So I, I get this. I, you know, we talk about your early life. We talk right. about your family influence. Uh-huh. We understand you got a couple whoopings. We understand that you had a fairly strict mom. We understand you had to see Shawshank Redemption. We're sorry about that. But <laughs> the, um, but nowhere in and your and your love of music. But no, there was like this weird pocket where obviously all of a sudden you became, I guess, a quote unquote troublemaker. Like what what happened? Like how was it something that slowly spiraled in that direction? Or because it we seems like poor. you, we grew up like okay. bro, like I remember like. And like my mom, and not poor like, like like we didn't have food, you know, or like we. My mom always had clean clothes, but you understand. Know I grew up in the height of black consumerism. You know what I'm saying? When if you didn't have a Tommy Hilfiger jacket, a Nautica, Helly Hansen, yeah, with shoes, you know what I'm saying? That the Jordans, like you didn't have that. And like in the black community, that was what sort of defined you. Okay. So I remember I didn't want to keep getting clowned for having Payless shoes. You know what I'm saying? So I remember like, okay, I got to figure out how to. So I had to get some money. So I hustled. So okay. for me, it was like I got the money. Once I got the money, got the fly gear and everything. Then you're just like you're just trying to maintain that image that you presented to the world. What is your mom thinking at this time if you're coming home, or did you hide the clothes from her and stuff? I, like that? I remember I, I had to hide the clothes for sure. Okay. You know, I remember. I mean, remember the first down jackets? Yeah, because you you grew up in the cold too, so you probably remember the first down. Like yeah, but I remember a kid. My man, I was like. I was like, how am I gonna hide all these feathers, Doug? How am I gonna hide all these motherfucking feathers? I remember, like, I remember I had to like put in my backpack, and when I got, I remember my mom's like, "Where's your jacket?" And I'm like, "Ah, right. so I sometimes I had two jackets, but I'd take that, put it in the backpack, and put the Duke, walk to school, you know, high school, middle school, like, oh, Q got the down, and so that, I mean, that's what it was. So for me, it was like my my life is broken down into phases. For me, it's like. Uh, I played hoop seriously. I did spoken word poetry seriously. I rap seriously. I hustled seriously, and I do comedy seriously. When you say seriously, so right, we're going to go step by step at some of these here. We'll oh, move the hustling yeah. parts. It, it all makes sense. Like what you're kind of explaining, I can understand where that all went. Uh, spoken word. How old were you, and where were you doing that? Man, I remember I always loved words. Like that's, I think that's, for me, it's why I do comedy. I'm mm-hmm. good with words and people. Makes sense. If you put a math problem and a gun in my head, I'll pull the trigger. Oh for yeah, it. dude, I, I would, I would shoot, I would shoot myself in the face before I look. Real at talk, the math. like yeah. figure out algebra. That's it. <clears throat> nope, we're I'll, done here. I'll swallow a bullet. Bye. You know, so uh, so words and people. So I always uh, had a, a way with words, and I used to always like remember reading poetry. I remember, I remember like as a kid in like third, fourth, maybe second or, or second or fourth grade. Uh, wanted to read the book, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. And I remember a librarian was like, you shouldn't read that. You should read Boxcar Children. I was like, but I, I like 
this book. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to read this book. She's like, well, no, boys don't read that. I was like, what the fuck is the book about? Like, what? Is, I, now I'm curious. Like, yeah, right. What is it you just know? like big pussies? What's yeah, the, what know, is like, this? What are you holding it's, back, It's all about Margaret? menstruation, menstruation. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so I remember that, but like, I remember just like writing poetry, you know, like I remember just describing things, you know, like appreciating nature and whatnot growing up. So I remember writing poetry. That was what, that was what really did for me. I loved, I, I, I had, I, I was pretty successful in that as well. And like, what, what age? Were you, that was more so middle school, high school. And did you do stuff like? Did you do talent shows and all that kind of stuff? Or did you did you dabble in any of that stuff? I know you said you did not. You don't like acting, but no, it, people as always as... recognized the talent for me and sort of did the work for me, like the submission stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying like a teacher would be like, she'd read my paper, like you're really good at writing. You should submit to this this address. Like, I'll submit it for you. Right. And I'm <laughs> yeah. like, that's, but that's I good though. That's great. You know? There was people out there that was that, that is did that. that is very you know, that is again, very cool. Doesn't happen to everybody. Where, where, how, what? Did you use a different name when you did spoken word? Yeah, man. I, I mean, Quincy Jones is a stage name. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, my my real name is Kwame. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Same uh, last name. No. Nah. No. Okay. So you've changed it. Okay. I, 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 I'll tell you the story for that. The reason why I chose Quincy Jones was because. I had a girl, I had an ex-girlfriend at the time, and heard on social media I was about to do comedy. So she messages me. He's like, I'm going to come down and boo you and throw tomatoes at you. And I was terrified. Okay, right? first off, who's still using the fucking phrase throwing fucking tomatoes? That's, That's not that since it's It was the early 2000s, yeah. Brian. It was rough times, okay? <laughs> We're still doing tomatoes, though? Right, man. Was, I want to know who the they last person have, got a tomato. They didn't have Roma organic tomatoes like that. I thought here. they threw like, dildos now. No, yeah, maybe. Right? Maybe some of those alt clubs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so anyway, so uh, so interesting. So okay. I was terrified because not only is it an ex-girlfriend, it's now also someone who know you know what I'm saying? Someone you've yeah. been intimate with and you're like, that would hurt. If she's like, oh, you're not funny. You suck, yeah. You suck. Yeah. And so I, I remember going to open mic and uh, this isn't the first time I went up. This is like when I decided to do it seriously. I was like, yo, I just want to sign up as Q. He's like, well, dog, we don't do one letter or, you know, one. We don't do that. I was like. What if that was your real name? He's like, he's like, nah, what is it? Is that Quentin or is it Quincy? What is it? Give me something to go with. I was like, Quincy. He's like, well, what, what's your last name? What is it? <laughs> I was like, he's like, what is it? Jones? I was like, yep. That's it. You made it up that quickly. Jones. <laughs> Jones. I was like, she's never going to think to look for. Now, in my brain, I was so nervous. I never thought that she would recognize me on stage. You thought that she wasn't going to know who you were, but that if your name was spelled on a list, that she would be like, oh, I got to get out of here. He's not here. Right. I thought she'd look at this and be like, oh, these are all the comments going up. No, okay. You thought not she here. read the list. But then she would see you. And then she, I didn't take it. I didn't think that far ahead. I was too busy thinking of my passive aggressive four-way stop joke. Like, yeah. Not, not. <laughs> you didn't start looking up pictures of the real Quincy Jones to like maybe try to make yourself look like him so that she would be like, oh, it's just Quincy Jones on stage. Oh, yeah. So, this is, okay, so this is, this is not the first time on stage, but this right. is early on. Yeah, this is when I first decided to start doing comedy. When you went at, after, after you went, all right, this is something I want to pursue. Okay. Right. So she did end up going? She, no? she she can't. She admitted to me years later. She's like, so I she didn't oh, she didn't say anything. She didn't say anything. But, and, but she that's because I I was I was funny. You were good. She couldn't heckle you. Yeah, yeah. And she also saw like, oh, you know, because you're I, working. I, I'm at fast. Something. I'm really like, my, I'm quick with it. You know what I'm saying? So for me, if someone had said something, I'd have, I could address it. That's that's my style of comedy. Like I'm so in the moment. There's no like, I don't need a split second to. Uh, no, it's just boom. We're right there now. Now it's all on me and you. Yeah, that's where we're going for it. So. Why did you keep the name then? That's interesting. Or is it just because it was so she, silly she to you? She didn't admit that to you years later. And then I also had like an online radio show with my friend, with my, uh, friend Antonio. 
And uh, we used to just like, you know, play music, you know, play new music, whatnot. And, you know, probably had a few listeners. This is like before the podcast craze. Yeah, you know? so internet radio. Right. So yeah. so, so yeah. we were doing that. And like, it was like, I mean, the name was Quincy Always Smooth Jones. You know what I'm saying? That was my radio first night. So for me, it was, it just kept going. Yeah. And it wrote my first joke of like stepping on stage and being like, I know what you guys are all thinking. That's not Quincy Jones. And just like, boom, you know, getting laughter. And yeah. so it was also effortlessly transitioning to the next level that it just stuck. Then I moved down here and I thought about, should I go by my real name? And then people were like, I was like, nah, I'll keep it. And now I'm getting a little traction. It's like, ah, I got to go by my real Because now, now I'm about to cry. Now I'm about to get potentially on TV. Right, and I gotta go by my real name because then you do. Yeah, I I, I do gotta go by. My real name. I do because, I, because Quincy Jones will be like, "Hey, dude, you can't use." Well, not only that, but it's SAG shit. Well, it's, oh. it's not. So you didn't you didn't legally change your name? You just been you just literally been on the fake run for so many years now. That right. which is hilarious that you were on the run and from no one, and you're still watching. You're still waiting it. for this girl to come and see you and throw tomatoes at you. No, I mean <laughs> she's cool. You said she's cool with it now. She, oh, she's okay. cool, but at, at that point, I was just like, I mean, I'm, it's everyone been knows so long. me. You know, I was I didn't have like I had like overdrafted a, a bank account, so I was paying in cash so nobody ever really questioned it. You know what I'm saying? So it was just like I'm I'm good. Like Quincy Jones is it was good. So yeah. when will you so okay, so um when will you actually go like how are you gonna do the, the name change transition? Like what's the what's the agenda for you? Have you thought about like okay, because this is the special, the special is okay. gonna just be. gonna be like my yeah. name is I was thinking about Quincy Jones presents Kwame Wallet. <laughs> Mm, okay. All right. I was thinking about it. Right, but, right. Obviously, but, but yeah. you get where my brain is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, it's not like you would just say, say that last name? Huh? How do you say your last name? Wallen. Wallen. Yeah. And it's Kwame? Kwame, yeah. Kwame. Is and it? I also hate it when people would always butcher it. Like, Kwame, Kwame. I was just going to say, like, going up, especially, and I mean, uh, I don't know about especially, but like Los Angeles in particular, like, I've seen people's names that are not, you know, Bob, Joe, Dick, or, you know, Steve mm-hmm. get massacred. Like, and it's, they just... And like most people have the attitude that Brian has, like whatever you say, I'm coming up there. It's it, you're bringing me up next. It doesn't matter how you pronounce my name. I'm going to show up and grab the mic. So right. whatever you want to say, but like the idea that you can't, it's you know, I go John, and people go, oh John, yeah, okay, <laughs> you, but you go Kwame, Kwame, yeah. How do you say Kwame? Kwame, Kwame, Kwame. Yeah, and you're just like having this unnecessary interaction, and like they're and it's so simple. Like you almost say like, what's your name? Kwame. Kwame. It's very simple. Is it Kwame? I'm like, Kwame? <laughs> you mean like pomade? I mean, yeah, I don't, is that I'm what like, I said? I, I don't expect you to get the fucking spelling right, but I expect But you, you to... don't need to spell it on stage. Just right. pronounce it. Like, yeah. Dustin Bufflin's a hockey player. I can't spell that guy's name because it's B-E-A-U-G-H-L-I-Q-U-E-A, whatever. Yeah. It's, but his name is pronounced Bufflin. Your uh, next comedian it. is Pomegranate Willard? Yeah. Uh, Pomegranate Dude, Willard? He does. That's, that, most people are so... But the thing is about comedy... And this isn't going to be a secret to anybody in on this little circle, <laughs> card table, is that comedians are very focused in their own world. Right. You could give them your name 17 times, and they're probably not listening 16 and a half of those times. So they're writing something down, and then they'll get up on stage and be like, ah, oh, fuck, what's that guy? What's the next person? Yep. And that sets the tone for your set, because they're like, if this dude is supposed to bring you up, and he doesn't give a fuck about your name, why would we give a fuck about your jokes? But I will say this, and this, this is what John was referring to me earlier. Early on in my stand-up career, I had, I had learned a valuable lesson. There was a, the host is on stage, and I'm ready to go up. And the guy's like, all right, uh, your next comedian. Um, yeah, he's uh, he's uh, come on up, man. Come on up. That was it. And I'm standing, I'm like, come on up. 
<laughs> I can't perform. Not even he a just, name. He brought me up as, come on up. I my jokes, I'm dead. And then I realized after that that it like, doesn't matter when you get up there and you own. Yeah, you know, this was way before I understood owning the stage, right. which we all now understand. Taking ownership of that of that property, that real estate that you're given, I didn't understand at the time, and I let it affect me. And I didn't. And it, it took me a couple years to figure out that that it doesn't really matter at the end. That they can say whatever, and you you know you're still going up there. You know that no one's going to stop you from doing what you're doing, and you just go up and you do it. And in the end, it's your job, right? If you think about it, it's your job to get him to remember you. Like yeah. that's ultimately what we're just because that guy do. butchered your name doesn't mean you can't go up there and blow. Yeah, because somebody is going to. People are always going to fuck up your name. That you know that. That's why you yeah. stuck with Quincy so long. <laughs> so it's like, well, you know, at this point, butcher it all you want, but I'm going to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna fix it. You're gonna. Rem- you're gonna remember yeah, it. Yeah. You're gonna remember right. it. And so, but now. Uh, I mean, I, it, it's such it's so weird because I've been doing this now coming up seven years full time, eight probably you know, including like the part that when we start dabbling yeah but yeah, seven yeah. years coming up full time like grinding like every every single night, but I'm just now at that point where it's like oh it seems so silly but for me it was always about the image, like I worried more about the image and the jokes or the or the material you know what I'm like? I, yeah. I always knew I was funny I didn't have a problem with that like owning the stage was wasn't my, I didn't know the mechanics of it. But I knew I could always do it, perform, be funny. Yeah. What I didn't know was like I used to perform with Ray Bans all the time because like I didn't want to look I, I terrifying Friday like look, looking at the audience. Yeah. So I used to like, always like have, in the movie Big Daddy. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> I used to always put on some like dark, the dark, the Ray Charles, dark five yeah. percent. Did when, people ever think you were blind? <laughs> I don't know, probably. <laughs> probably. But then I remember one time they're like, "Yo, uh, Quincy, you want to go up with this mic?" I'm like, "I don't got my shades, man. I can't go." Oh, so you like, realized what? you're hooked. They're like, no, nah, dude, you have to go up. You got chose as a great mic. Go up. I was like, I remember like then looking over the audience, whatever. Like I was, like, it went from like I like down here to like, because with the sunglasses, I felt like the, the blockers. I was like, hey, I could see yeah. them. They can't. Do you see look me. at people yeah. now when you perform, or do you I mean, still kind of just gloss no, them over? No, no, I look at them dead now. I you, you do know, to the okay, point, you know. But now, I mean, but then that's also seven years in now right so like you know this is the first yeah year we all think I, you know the first couple you know i d- didn't think i could do it without six beers in me you know what i mean it was like i gotta have six this i gotta John, have, be honest now i gotta have this you know i like this is the only way i'm gonna be loosened up and this is the only way i'm gonna be funny and like the sun it's again it's the same thing it's a it's a blocker it's a shield it's some buffer that you think is is between you and the audience when really they're just like Who's the fucking asshole and sunglasses? Like, who's the drunk dickhead? It's like they just want to laugh and they want you to be funny. And I, I feel that goes for most audiences. Not necessarily every audience in LA, but I think most places you go don't give a fuck who Being you vulnerable, are. Vulnerable though, I think that's also a big thing. Like, it is because they're it is. there and they're scared of getting picked on. They want to relate to you too. They, they, they want to be like, okay, listen, we're not, we're here. You know what I'm saying? Like we're here and we want to laugh, right? But you got. You're, you know, you're too drunk. You're too high. Yeah. You got sunglasses. Yeah. On, whatever. You can't you know what connect. So now it's like, what the fuck, dude? Like you're not even meeting us halfway. You right. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't possibly meet us halfway because you're too drunk. I got sunglasses. Yeah. On. So it's about being vulnerable and address. You know, sort of like with the rule. At, at least for me. Yeah. No, but I like the fact that you you don't just let, let, did you are you are you okay with with hanging out? I mean, obviously. Oh yeah, no, yeah, I'm good. Okay. I'm, I'm, you uh um um. I like the fact that you actually are, are thinking about all the processes that go into stand-up. I mean, because as you know, it's it's a muscle. Mm-hmm. You train yourself how to tell a joke. Once you know how to tell a joke, you can just rest your laurels solely on just being a joke slinger. Mm-hmm. That's it. 
You don't have to become personal if you don't want to. And again, certain people, that's their style. That's totally fine with them. But you're obviously for you, you realize that you want to have a connection. You don't want to have the only connection be how well can you craft a joke and that's the only way you're going to live or die is whether that joke works or not. It's like set up punch, set up punch, set up mm-hmm. punch. And they either love you or they hate you. But you're going to give them nothing. You may as well be a TV show right. on stage. So it sounds to me like with you, this is a personal journey for you. You're actually putting thought into it. You want to be vulnerable. You want to experience this. Am I correct in, in what it is? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I view common, like, like again, uh, I look at it as like how, what I came from to where I'm at now is like, I, it's a blessing. Like, I love comedy that much. Like, to perform, like, we're in L.A. Like, yeah, okay, fuck the politics. Okay, everyone's underrated. No one's fucking got the mansion we thought we were going to get. Right. Right? Okay, cool. But we're still in LA. We're not in Warrenville. No. Nope. We're not fucking Green Bay. You know what I'm saying? You're not fucking working at Shucks. You know what I'm saying? You're not working at what now is a Trader Joe's. Right. We, we followed our dreams. We're here. You managed to get a fucking wife and kids out the deal. You're about <laughs> to get married. You know what I'm saying? You got a nice little crib. You know? So it's like, you got to start. And that's what it, I think is like growing up is with our expectations. Like, okay, when we were young... We want to be rich and have the mansion, all the stuff we want, right? But as you get older, you're like, all right, I'm paying my rent full time off comedy. That's the that's the bare minimum of making it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now you hey, if you got if you, if you could put gas in your car, if you're not doing triple runs, if you're not fucking touring the Midwest consistently all the yeah. time, that, that now you're even notches above the basic. Yeah. You feel me? You get a fucking couple commercials. All right, now you can supersize a Happy Meal. You know what I'm saying? Before you know it, oh shit. I done made 50 racks off fucking comedy. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, so a lot of times people get into it and they're like, just like, oh, if it's 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 either like flight or death. It's yeah. like, dog, we're here. We're not fucking, we didn't marry the high school sweetheart. We didn't yeah. fuck, we got out of our towns. You know, people are envious of us. People were envious of, envious of us for just coming here. Yep. You we pursued something they would never, Yeah, ever. they're like, our traditional, you grew up traditional, everyone grew up traditional, everyone's like, so there are things that were always expected of us. And we were like, no. Not doing that. I can't do that. I'm going to do this. And everyone's like, what? You'll be back. But in their head, they're like, oh, my God. They, this is they, literally, that's they literally hate you everybody. and simultaneously want you to succeed. They yeah. want you to prove that somebody's got to do it. Somebody, somebody's somebody got to get out Somebody has to leave Warrenville. But, but your whole, but, your, but that, that, what you're saying parallels so many people's stories of like, I'm uh, like, this is what we do in this town. Like, this is what we do here. Like, nah, I want to do this. And, I'm, and then it's like, you fucking, you're a traitor. You're a fucking dick. And then, you know, you'll be back. You, you know, oh, you're not going to last out there. You're going to, you could have this job and make all this money. It's like, if it was about money, I would stay and yeah. I would take that job. But it's not about money. So I will say that I remember when I decided to leave Wisconsin, I remember going to the people that matter in my life. And mm-hmm. I was like, I, I had to have this conversation, you know, because I'm leaving family. I'm leaving, you know, close friends that I've known. Everything for, you I, know. Because I left, I, th- shit, I was 31 years old. I left. I, mm-hmm. I So for 31 years, I was in one place. And I remember everyone was like, you know what? Cool. Like it was, I was expecting such a like, ah, pff, we'll, you know, the sarcastics, like ah, whatever. But especially at 31, people are like, yeah, dude, do your thing. At some point, Go. yeah, if it's, like, if it's in you, you got to do it. It's like now or never, kind of like do something. If, right. if you're gonna, Don't live here and be miserable wearing turtlenecks and, and, and shoveling snow if that's what you don't want to do. Now, for you, um, you, it sounds like you're about three years in before you decided I'm moving to Los Angeles, right? Yeah, about that. About and and, that. and where, where was the trigger? Where, was the, where, where did the crossover come from? What was going on oh, in your life man. that you said... I'm, I'm moving. I'm moving to L.A. Seattle's a small city, man, and like it's it's not for the ambitious. Yeah, but it is known for stand up, correct? It, it's a great scene. They have a great competition. It's supportive. It's encouraging. It's nice, but it's not for the ambitious. But it's yeah. It's not. It's not. The, it's not the. It's you, you gotta. 
You it's like, if, like, yo, I'm like a thousand miles away from the big leagues. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm ready to turn pro. And, you know, in Seattle, there's, there was that crabs in a barrel mentality where it's like, you'll be back. Because a lot of times people do come down here and go back home. But at the same time, it was like, all I was like, you just make it through that first year, right? You just, all you got to do is make it through the first year. You, you've already beat 90% of the people. And the motivation, like, it, I don't know. I, like, I feel like we're probably just stubborn people because, like, the motivation of, like, you'll be back is like, even if I'm fucking living in a cardboard box, you know what I mean, in Los Angeles, I would rather do that than have to come back here and be like, yeah, can I live on your couch again? Like, oh do you know what I mean? Like, when people just do, when the people are that arrogant about what what they think your life is going to be like, it's, it's almost like, you know what, fuck you, now I'm definitely never coming back and I'm going to make it just because you're annoying. Now, that being said... So you came, and was it as tough as you thought it was? Was it where did you adapt pretty quickly? Was it an adapter die? Like what? So you say I'm coming. One, where did you go when you got here, and how was that first year? I mean, I couldn't get any work in the clubs up there. First of all, Seattle is such you, a great team. You couldn't? Was, I couldn't. There's like five clubs up there, and you know, laughs, the Parlor Bellevue, Tacoma Comedy Underground. Well, th- th- that's gone. So laughs, Parlor Bellevue. Uh, Comedy Underground and Tacoma Comedy Club. So there's four clubs in the area, right? Mm-hmm. It used to be six, but the other two, you know, now defunct. But so those four clubs, I couldn't get any consistent work. You know what I'm saying? Like you might get a guest spot during the weekend, you know. But I was like, okay, I was working in a comedy club, slowly acquiring connects. You know what I'm saying? I moved down here. I had Rory Scovel's contact information nice and uh and and duncan trussell's <laughs> those remember, are two very funny guys though that's those are i was like yo i i, I remember like i i mean I, I fled out of seattle i don't even think i i burned every, i like pissed on the bridge set fire to it burned <laughs> and watched it burn in the rearview mirror like, you were like way of making sure you never were coming back, back. like dude i took my last financial aid check skipped out of the quarter and left like that's what it was yeah so and i came down with like five Came Five, down to where? Where did you go? To L.A. No, and no, I, where here? Where did oh, you go? Echo Park. Where, and did you have where, a place? Rory, you, wherever Rory and Duncan were living. Is like, that what you do? Okay. Hey, so guys. Uh, it's me. You <laughs> couch, sir. I, I, I remember like I was like, uh, I stayed in, I stayed in actually Eagle Rock, wait further up, you know, okay. uh, further up for two weeks in my friend's uh, couch. And then I, I got a job because I came down here. Like, I moved down here in January 2012. I remember being down here in December interviewing for a place, telling them I couldn't start till January. So I moved down here. I had a little job lined up. It was nice. right across the street from where it worked out that way. You worked over on my side of town, huh? Yeah, I worked right up the street up on, on York. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, yeah. So I, I was over there. I was doing coffee at this uh, now-gone coffee shop. Because oh. uh, you left? Uh, yeah, Because you stopped. They were like, crumbled. Shut it down. <laughs> yeah, crumbled. whoa, what are we going to do? You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> so then I, I moved and I found a place in uh, in Echo Park. Well, historic Filipino town, but you know, Craigslist mm-hmm. they put. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and it was actually the alley where they filmed Collateral in. Oh, cool. Right. You know. So I was like, oh, I remember this alley. <laughs> cool. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I I lived with this guy who uh, uh, it, it was it was like five fifty. I had a bedroom. He lived in the living room, and him and his his like Russian girlfriend would always argue. And they'd have like a small dog. How did you know him? Did you just Craigslist? Craigslist. Oh fuck, you guys! People who do that shit to me are so crazy. To be like, I need a roommate. Yeah, think of some of his roommates he had in jail. I'm go- I well, think he's going to be okay. I think you have to be prepared to kill either way. You know, what I'm yeah. like I think, dude, that's like, a good point. Like, yeah. yo, if someone's like, I gotta kill this person off Craigslist, no less. Yeah, I got robbed by someone on Craigslist. I can't tell this to the stage. I can't tell my mom. Hey, my MacBook got stolen by a dude. That sounds gibberish. You Did that like, happen? Yeah. All this happened? No, not oh, okay. that. But I, I remember, like the first year, dog. The first year here, I went through a breakup. 
uh, I, I went through, I had a crazy roommate. I had a crazy job, tickets. My car got stolen about five months in. Goddamn just tickets everything. when you first get here. That's the, it's like, it's just constantly kicking you in the nuts with the parking tickets, man. No, man. I still, I haven't had a car in years. <laughs> and you still get tickets. I still get, they're like, what? I I got a ticket on my bike. What? 2013, I got a ticket on my bike. Because I, I was riding down, I was downtown LA, I was riding downtown. I pull up to red light. I ride around in circles, so you know, to keep the momentum. Yeah. I ride around in circles in the, uh, whatchamacallit, cop. Crosswalk. Cop going this way, flips a bitch, uh. comes back around, pulls me over. I was like, I just kept riding. I was like, fucking. He's not here for me. Yeah, He's yeah, here for like, someone in a car. Then he's like, pull over. I was like, <laughs> what am I supposed to do? I'm like, how do I get, how do I get off? Put how the do I kickstand down? Yeah, like... just so, so I, I got off. He's like, uh, you know, in California, uh, you know, it's a operating moving vehicle. You can't, you wouldn't do that in a car. I'm like, oh, also, well, no shit, I wouldn't drive in circles in the crosswalk in a car. I was like, and that's what, like, the I was fuck? like, yo, give me the ticket. It's like, yo, eight hundred dollars. It's like, get the what out of here? Eight hundred bucks. It was eight hundred bucks, man. Eight hundred bucks. Fuck that guy. I was like, that guy was just being a yeah, dick. Yeah, total. Being so a I was dick. like, all right, man. I I remember I was going to a job interview. Fuck the job off. You know what I'm saying? I was like, so I had to stay at Starbucks again. I was working in Beverly Hills. I was living in, in Echo Park. I was working in Beverly Hills at the North Beverly Drive Starbucks. Oh I was working, God. and I hated it. I begged. I cried. I pleaded to let me go to a different store. I passed 32 Starbucks on the way to the one I worked at. Uh, 32. Wait, you can't transfer without getting... They, they wouldn't transfer me, man. They would But you can't not. quit? And, well, no, if I, was, I guess suppose if you quit and then get... Then I got other my benefits. Yeah, so I was okay. like... So I remember, dog, it broke my heart because they would not let me go. And they were like, and they kept giving them, like, giving me bullshit reasons why I say they'd write me up randomly. They're like, it's 831. You're supposed to be here at 830. Write you up. You can't transfer, you know, after right What was the reason, what though? the fuck? Were you like the best coffee pourer in all of Starbucks land? I, baristas. I, w- I was the fastest barista in the, in the district. So I that's w- why I they w- kept you. I was black, and they needed diversity for sure. And I, I think what you need to yeah, learn one, is something one, that I black learned. black got you an $800 ticket and also got you uh, uh, the best, the best barista in Beverly Hills. Jesus Christ. I think you should here's, – here's something I learned from my father is that when people ask you to do something, when you get a job somewhere that you're not super crazy about – Fuck everything up, so then they don't want you around. Yeah, but, then, but again, <laughs> like you just, said, though, he would lose his benefits. And well, stuff. no, he doesn't have to get fired, but just be be the dumbass guy who's super nice. And everyone's like, uh, you know what? Why don't you get transferred to fucking down the block, and then you're like closer to home, and you do that all the way down. Everybody knows about the dad that tells the kid to go to the baseball tryouts and play really shitty, so he doesn't. Everybody knows that guy, so it doesn't. It never works. Wait, so he, he's already to, proven that he's the best baseball to, player on the team. I, I remember. I definitely remember so many stories. Like I, like I used to get written up. Like to when I saw they weren't gonna let me go. Like when I saw like one time that eight thirty one write up. I was yeah. like, I didn't think. You never like. I really felt like red from Shawshank. I was yeah. like, I was like, yo, you, you look up. The Brooks Shawshank. was here as yeah, like, I was like scraped yo, into they, the. They, they never. I was like, yo, whatever, man. I'll just do it. I remember I put like I, I called out the drink. I was like, yo, Grande sugar free non fat vanilla latte. Thank you. And the girl picks it up. She drinks, and she puts it down. She drops it. Boom! Spills. Knocks over. I was like, what the fuck, dude? And then she's like, excuse me. It's like, what the fuck? Like, you just knocked over a fucking drink. I got to clean this up. There's eight cups. 
I got to do this now. So I'm like, oh, I want to talk to your manager. Get the fucking manager. I don't care. I got to <laughs> yeah, clean this up. The fuck out of so the manager comes out and like, can I help you? Uh, your employee here just cussed at me and said a string. I was like, they're like, did you say that? I was like, yeah. Yeah, I did. I said, what the fuck? She spilled a drink. I had to clean up the drink. Well, I'm so sorry, man. Was, can I offer you a drink recovery coupon? I was like, don't throw me under the fuck. Don't apologize for me. I'm not yeah. apologizing. Yeah. You're not apologizing? We got to write you up. I don't give a fuck about your write-up, dog. <laughs> there, these drinks still got to get made. There's nobody. You're, I'm the floor leader. There's nobody in the floor who can take this rush but me. And you're talking to me while yeah, we're in the middle well, of the rush. Um, yeah, well, and I'm, those write-ups don't mean anything for you because you're not getting out. I was just like, yo, man, I don't give a fuck. Like, I was like, fire me, please. Like, fi- like remember Ted? The movie Terry, where yeah. shot, like I was trying to get fired, like fire me so I can get unemployment, and it would not fire me. The only way I got out was uh, it was no call, no show. One day, I was like in Seattle doing some shows, and I like missed my flight. And I was like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna make my work." You're like, "You need to get your shift covered." I was like, "Okay." You yeah. didn't bother. I was like, I, "You know." And did they fire you, or that, or you were just basically it was a mutual like goodbye, or no. that was your way of basically saying goodbye? No call, no shows, grounds for termination. So perfect. Yeah. I didn't get no dis- I didn't get no unemployment, but ah. Oh. Like, so it's just like, oh, that sucks. Because they have the they have the right to contest, right? And they're that's like, you know, call no show. So that's kind of so. I mean, I, I like I at that Starbucks. I, I I worked for Starbucks for a while, but like that Starbucks, I was like, oh my god, never again. Uh, so I and then you just went. Did you, you grabbed other jobs after that? Yeah, I, I've always done coffee out. jobs because you work in the morning, you can do comedy at night. Right. Like the whole goal was for me to do comedy. Yeah, I've lost everything to this motherfucker. Like I'm I'm glad that it's starting to somewhat pay off now because it's like I've lost relationships. You know, not really friendships, but like, just I, I've sacrificed a lot to yeah. get to this point that I'm at now, and I'm I'm hot right now. I'm yeah, like, yo. And now now you're talking about doing a special. Now I'm now I'm doing a special. You know what I'm saying? I'm ready to rock that. You feel me? Like, yeah. I, it, this is this is seven eight years in the making. This is it. This is and it's all coming. It's coming together smoothly. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm like the Netflix has a ton of specials out now, and these motherfuckers aren't coming out with that same pop that when we watched specials growing up. No, no, no one's coming out with no heavy heart. No one's coming out with a rock opener or even uh, a Carlin opener, a prior opener. And granted, these are legends we're talking about, but still, Brian, you got kids. They give you a special. You're like, yo, we want an hour of your best material to present to the world. It's going to be a Netflix. We're going to promote the shit out of it. Your best joke is going to be your opening joke is going to be like, so I was making a Play-Doh with my kids. Like, no, you're not going to do that fucking bit. You're going to do what is you. And I'm looking at all these specials that everyone's getting. I'm like. I got. I I think the game needs to be changed a little bit. Don't take my silence as, as disagreeing with you. I one hundred. He already knows this. I one hundred percent fully agree with you. I think that we are. Unfortunately, there's two things going on here. We are in a transitional phase when it comes to digital distribution and what's going on. Mm-hmm. They are short content. We've always heard the word content when it comes to stand-up comedy. It's easy to produce. Right. And that's the scariest part. It's too easy to produce. So what ends up happening is it waters down the system. And there are people, depending on where they're at in their lives, whether it's Twitter, the amount of Twitter followers they have, to who they know and, and, and how they can get in and kind of bypass certain things in the system or to the creative ways they may make their special. Those things don't matter. To me, they don't matter. What matters is what, what's inside that special. What are you bringing on stage? You know, what of the, of the history that you worked up to to this point? Are you putting your best foot forward or do you just want a special? Because I kind of feel like, you know, if you're going to get a special, put 
It should be that moment. It should, it should be your. It should be your crowning moment. It should be a right? defining moment, at least to it's, that point in your career. It shouldn't you know what be. I mean? an, it shouldn't be another YouTube video that you could post on any given day because YouTube is free right, to upload. Right. That's, that's how what, I feel about it. That's what it. we're seeing. A lot of these specials. It's almost like I, there was a network that made the mistake years ago. Like let's give everyone these specials, and then all of a sudden it's just a diluted mess, and you have forty-five people with these specials, and you're like. This and they don't even promote them the same. No, like, because no. they don't care. Because it's almost like, who gives a shit? Everyone's right. got one. It doesn't Morgan matter. Murphy, hilarious. Her shit is fucking Irish Goodbye is buried. Pepitone has a special on Netflix. Buried. I'm like, okay, I get it. But at the same time, it's like, these people, the game is about to change now because the recession killed it. You know, the budgeting marketing they used to have for promotion and, and touring and all that shit, all that's gone. Okay, so they had to figure out how to adjust. So it's been about four years fluctuation point where it's like, how do we adjust to this digital shit? Now they're no longer putting out the DVDs. Everything's digital. So now they cut out that. That's a huge chunk of money that now they can focus on. Okay, you got to pay the people. Pay them. Now people are using Netflix specials to get more money in their career. And I get that also. We all got to pay bills. Mm -hmm. At the same time, it's like you still got to put out quality product. And the quality product is lacking. So people are realizing now the labels are realizing, oh, they're just like the one-hit wonders in the music game. You're in the music industry. Yeah. One-hit wonders have always been around. <laughs> yes, they're Trouble always going to be around. But you can't make an album. No, you. Unfortunately, that 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 one song lasts an hour. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that one. Yeah, that one song. It, you know, it. it and it, unfortunately, it's like a sketch. You know, like some, yeah. a sketch can be a really good idea for four minutes. When you turn that, try to turn that four minute sketch into a two hour movie or an hour and a half comedy, it falls flat on its face. And unfortunately, and and I you hear that, from, Rogan. You hear that? <laughs> I uh, leave it on YouTube. But some people actually figure that out. You know, a good friend of mine, Melanie Reno, she she talks about how um, at the time there weren't a lot of female comedians and she rose up very quickly. And, and she was young and mm-hmm. she really was not wise to the business and she had seven minutes and they were like, more, give us more. And she's like, well, that's all I have. And the, the system just went, well, then forget you then. And then they expose, her for, they expose whatever she can give them and then they move on from it. It's changed a little bit since then, but even she was like, I'm confused. It's like, I want the attention and I, and I want to, they're giving me stuff and of course I want to take it. It's a natural thing to want to take what's being given to you. But at the same time, she realized what a dangerous spot she was in because she didn't have any more. And you, when she didn't give it, they're like, bye, done with you. I mean, would you also remember that from like that fam when in for, for the first last comic standing, everybody was on board he got he won. He was getting toured, booked all around the country, and he didn't have an hour. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like at the end of the day, dog, we we're old enough to see in the cycle. It's like the quality shit comes back. What we grew up on, Led Zeppelin, you know what I'm saying? All the classics, Pink Floyd, all of them, uh, Guns N' Roses, it all comes back full circle. And it's the same thing with comedy. It's a cycle. Okay, we, they, they realize that all these followers on Vine and Snapchat and Twitter do not equate to dollars. Okay? They're just learning that now. They're ju- yeah, they're ju- yeah. So now they're like, well, these motherfuckers, why are we paying these guys to do a, Vine, a fucking Vine? We're paying this guy $20,000 to do Vine material? That's only six seconds. How's that possibly going to translate to a club? Okay, we got to go back. Now, the real comics, and this is where if you're like a road warrior, you know what I'm saying, you should come back to the fucking fold now and play ball. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, now it's time, like, okay, we need people who are strong enough to do this. And that's what I'm trying to do with this special. It's like, okay, we've given 16 specials out in the past year on Netflix. They were all doing okay. Right. Some of them are doing okay. Some of them aren't doing anything. Right. Yeah. And so it's like some of them. So let's say half are doing okay. Half yeah. aren't doing anything. 
we need someone to make that pop again. And that's why I'm trying to make this special be is something that pops. Like it's like because I feel like I'm a strong comic, right? And I also feel like sometimes, and I'm in a rare position where I like you know that I'm in the driver's seat, and I'm like, yo, I don't have a lot of time to be doing the bullshit that you guys want. You want a transcript? I can't work with it. You right. know what I'm saying? You, I just need you to promote this shit. Right. Like the product's good, promote it. So that's my my question. Like you you got the guys like Chris Rock and even the Eddie Murphy and even uh, every big major special that I saw growing up, like a big HBO, like the, those first specials, like the like Chris Rock's Bring the Pain, that first special. Oh, yeah. That was like 20 plus years in the making. Yeah. So when 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 an artist does that, they you know they work twenty years and then they put out a special and that special fucking murders like that special murdered. It was so good, and then his next one it was good, but it wasn't as good as Bring the Pain because it was put out two years later. Right. And now we got Louis C.K. doing a new special every year. He's trying to do that Carlin shit, and, and it's Carlin's like, but even Car- even Carlin took years in between. So it was like, so I, you know, I, it, to me, okay, so I guess the question now is, you're seven years in, why now instead of. One, well, one, I got cancer. That's that's the, that's the first thing, the major and thing. That's the major thing. Is and let's let's just stop there for a sec, so we shouldn't gloss this over. I mean, the 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 the, the cancer thing. Do, right. Were you already on the path to working towards getting a special, or did the cancer speed up the process of your like Kick listen it into high gear? Yeah, like so. Get, walk us through just I, that part of it. I was in the process of being full time comedy. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I was working at a performing arts school as a barista, and I booked a tour last summer of the East Coast that was going to bring me. So I sublet my apartment out for three months, and I was going on the road. So I booked it. I mean, it's been like since the November of 2014 I'd been planning this. Right. So I get it all booked out. I'm ready to go out there. I'm like, this is it. I'm going to make enough money to fucking do this. Okay, we're ready. Just to be a road comic. You just, just were just, like, I'm going to do the road. Just, I was just doing the East Coast. It was okay. just my little tour, but I made sure I was getting paid so I wasn't just losing money. I'm right. not just going out giving out jokes just to get exposure. <laughs> right. So I'm, I'm ready. I go out there, but I'd gotten sick. And the symptoms were my belly was getting filled with fluid. And I asked them what it was. They're like, it's ascites. I was like, and where does it come from? They're like, it normally comes from cirrhosis of the liver or kidney failure. I was like, do I have any of those? They're like, no. And that's the weird part. I was like, so what do I do? They're like, well, we don't got insurance, so we can't do anything for you much. I suggest you go get your stomach drained Mother at the fucker. county. So I went to the county, got my stomach drained a couple of weeks later. And that started the process. That was January 2015. That started the process of the first six months of 2015. Me getting anywhere of four to seven liters drained off my stomach each time. Sometimes one time I got drained twice in a month. Would it just bulge out or something like it that? Just, it, it, just, it just like yeah, I look three months pregnant, my belly's rock oh, hard. Because you're a, you're Dude. you you're a skinny guy. I'm right. assuming you always were pretty much a skinny. You already said you were an athlete, so I'm guessing yeah. you never had a beer belly. No, no I was two sixty. I was two sixty when I moved down here from Seattle. Oh, okay. Whoa, really? Yeah, I was two, yeah, I was two like two sixty just all around, or two sixty in the belly. I was I was I big. fucking met you right when you moved down here. Then yeah, I didn't even recognize you. You, when Rome? we did Rome, I was like, "Oh, I John, must be John, meeting this him for the first time." Like, John, this is Kwame. No, Kwame, dude, this I'm is... serious because I, I remember Kwame, nigga, Kwame. Kwame, it's it's Kwame, everybody. Fuck this podcast. I had one thing. I was honest. I was vulnerable, and you fucked it up. Never again. I'm sorry, Jason. <laughs> no, no, but seriously, that's I, I I feel like I remember you being bigger now, but it it took you to say like 260 is like. Dude, I don't even weigh two sixty. Yeah, I was I was I was six foot two sixty. That's like, a so, that's like, fucking beefy. Yeah, yeah, Were you yeah. a, a fucking muscle head? 
Yeah, well, I was when I got, and I was drinking heavy. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And, like, and so, like, gradually, I realized I was coming up on 30, and, like, I was, like, heart condition running the male side of my family, so okay. I cut the red meat out the diet. Nice. I started, you know, I cut back on the sauce yeah. a lot. You know what I'm saying? I was like, all right, you, you're known in the town now. You don't really got to drink to fucking socialize. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Okay, cool. And then, like, I started riding my bike. I got a bike, started riding my bike everywhere. Uh, and that that made me, I lost 60 pounds that way. <sighs> so I was 200. I was feeling good. I was looking lean. I'm, I'm good. Uh, then I dropped down to 180. You know what I'm saying? Like, cool. I'm feeling good. With doing a lot of exercise or just doing, kind doing of a like... Lot, doing okay. a lot of exercise and eating. I realized my, you know, have a change. And in that six months, it was hard. My weight was dropping gradually, but I couldn't notice because we're taking so much fluid off. So you, you didn't realize there was two things going on at once. I didn't here. realize. And that's the thing. No one realized because my cancer is so rare, it doesn't show up normally in people in my age group. So they never even thought to think of... And cancer. there's nothing in your past that would there's even nothing, make, there's cause not, them to even think about it. So right. they're draining your stomach every time you go in, and they, they're not even, they're not, they don't they're, know why. They're doing the same routine. They test the fluid. They test the kidney. test the liver. They're like, yo, we don't know what it is. Finally, they're like, the hospital's like, we can't possibly keep doing it this way. Like, we got to figure something out. Something's causing it. So they it. did a biopsy. They did a biopsy June 15th. I was going on tour June 21st. They, they, what they said with the biopsy was, we're going we're gonna to puff you up. We're going to take three small incisions in your stomach, puff you up with air, take a sample of your stomach line, and stitch you up. I was like, that sounds easy enough. Because I, I, I was nervous about hospitals. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I had a terrifying fear of hospitals. Yeah. But after being in them so much, I was like, okay, okay. I figured out how this works. So I said, okay, we'll do it. I signed the paperwork. I go underneath the, the needle. I wake up excruciating pain. Find out they took out my appendix. And they took out a wall of tissue as well as taking out the same emergency surgery. These are based on discoveries once they got in there, or what? They, I don't know. They said they, they said they thought it looked like it was going to get inflamed. That was a quote. Because after I was, I was like, "What was it inflamed, or did it look like it was going to get inflamed?" Well, you know, we just thought it was safe to take it out. You don't need it anyway. It's like, but you can't just take someone out. Yeah, tell I don't need it. You know, I don't right. fucking need right. my car. But if you stole it from me, I'd be I like, "Hey, man, I would notice." Was, yeah. I would was, notice it, was it still around? Could you have gotten it back? <laughs> Where is it? Insert it back, back in. in. Did you hear a click? Ah, there it is. That, that's, that's firmly planted. Uh, so, so they took out my finish. That was the first time, and that started at like you know. I went on tour. I flew. I caught a red eye to. to how Boston. was the? How was the tour though? Was it was it was fun? It was a tour of hospitals. That's what oh, it was. Really? So you you were still you were you were getting sick during the tour. I was when horrible. I say getting I should, sick, I shouldn't even that. left. I passed out. I, I passed out because uh, I was going to come back here and go to barber school. You know what I'm saying? And so I was like, that was my goal. So I was at an orientation at the community college for barber school. Okay. So that, that's what I was going to do. Um, long story short, I passed out and then like, uh, I got picked up and I rested until the flight. I asked them, I was like, can I, can I change the flight around? They were like, yeah, it's two, two thirty to change oh, the flight fuck around. Fuck you airlines. I was like, yo, no, 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 it was 200 change of flight. It was two thirty for the ticket. I was like, all right, dude, I can't really just throw away two thirty. I was like, I should be good. It's just the, it's just the lingering effects of the biopsy. That was Monday. It's Saturday. Natural. Okay. Right. Well, wait. That was Monday to the biopsy, and the next Saturday you're still having like Saturday. I, Saturday was when I flew out. Okay. So I flew out. I was like, okay, I got to got to Boston. Caught a red eye. Sunday morning, I get picked up. I lay in the couch. I'm in pain, 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 pain. I was staying with my boy. Like I'm stomach like, pain? Yeah. yeah. Stomach, I was staying with my, 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 my homie and his and his family. And I was like, yo, I gotta go to the ER. They take me to the ER. They're like, we're gonna drain your stomach. I was like, fair enough. I've been doing this now 20, 25 times. Go ahead and do it. They do it. They rupture something. It comes out all bloody. It comes out all oh, bloody. So fuck. now it's like so now like there's bags of like the fluid, but it's red. So I'm like, you guys fucked up. Stop this. Stop it now, please. They're like, okay, sorry. Okay, cool. Okay, so sorry. They take it out. They take it out. 
boom, stick a band in it. I'm like, all right, can't do that again. So I do my shows in Boston. I go to New York. I catch a mega bus down in New York. I walk to walk to my friend's apartment. Realize they don't have elevators. Walk up the flights of stairs. Fucking, I'm 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 sweating. I pass out there and the, I sleep. I sleep. I wake up. I'm like, I'm gonna go to Brooklyn where my mom grew up. My mom grew up in Brooklyn. Okay. I'm gonna go take pictures of her. So you know, show her what it looks like. Cool. So I'm like, cool. I catch a subway. Boom. Up to up to Brooklyn. I walk above ground. I say, I, I gotta sit down. Feel a little lightheaded. I go like this. I take out my glasses. I rub my nose. I wake up. Oxygen mask. I passed out. I passed out right above ground. The only reason why they didn't think I was a bum is because I had a Jamba Juice. That was it. So they take me to Interfaith Hospital in Brooklyn. They take me there, and I'm there for a week. I force myself out because all they're doing is pumping me full of drugs. They're not. They don't have painkillers and just muscle like everything. Just just right? dilated di- di- IV. Just dilated oh, IV. Oh my god! So you're just. I'm just getting constipated, but I'm riding hot. Yeah, you know you're saying? plowed, but you can't take a dump. Right. So. I'm like I forced myself. I'm glad out. you guys cleared this up. I had no idea what the fuck you were talking about. He took he put in layman's terms. Yeah, getting uh, high and not being able to take a dump. Got it. Yeah. All right, and we're back. All right. uh, and then like I was like I tell him you know, I got to go. You guys aren't doing anything for me. So I catch it. So they let me out. I, I I walk through Brooklyn. I take the picture of my mom's house. I catch a subway, but I'm I'm bad at this point. Like I know I'm bad. Yeah. I go back down to my friend's house in downtown, New York, and then uh, I I rest. I leave the next day. I catch a bus to fucking Jersey, and I go to my cousin. I pass out in his driveway, and he's like, dog, we got to take you to the hospital. I was like, dude, I just got out of the hospital. I think I'm good with hospitals. He's like- You're going to the hospital. You're going to the hospital. It's he's that like, person when they look at you, they're like, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. just don't look good. Yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and he's an x-ray tech. Okay. And so he's like, I'll take you to the hospital. I was like, well, make it a good one. Don't take me to no fucking county. Right? <laughs> that's a fair, that's Thank fair, God you right? Said take that. me to where you would go. Right. And so he takes me to Morristown in Jersey. And uh, and I'm there for like a week. And finally, I had to know how. I was. I told him, I was like, look, man, I got a biopsy on this date. You know? Why don't we call back to L.A. County and get the results? So that was Wednesday. I remember sweating them, sweating them, sweating them. And finally... Friday, or no, sorry, July 3rd, 5.50 in the morning, they walk in. He's like, hey, is your cousin here? I was like, nah, nah, he left at midnight. They're like, well, uh, can you call him back? I'm like, nah, nah, he's got family and kids. You know, he's got to fucking get him off for school and stuff. What's up, though, Doc? You know, tell me what's up. He's like, well, how much do you know about your situation? I was like, Doc, what I know is you're irritating me. You need to tell me what the fuck's going on now. <laughs> he's like, all right, it's cancer. I was like, what? What? Like the last thing you were expecting. Right, the last, because yeah. there's the thing. When, before the biopsy, they made it sound like there's like this rare disease where people just keep producing fluid and they have to keep getting drink. So you were thinking stomach, something, stomach, something, right, right. Stomach, I was, stomach. So I was like, they're like, it's cancer. I was like, what type? They're like, peritoneal mesothelioma. I was like, so I Google it. I'm like, I never worked in construction. This is an asbestos one. I never, I never. Fucking yeah, mesothelioma is the commercials. Right, that's the one you see late night. You yeah. know, People worked back in the 60s and the 50s right. and the 70s yeah. and they're 70 years old now and all this. The crazy yeah. thing is, it's still, asbestos is still getting used. We import it. Yes. Yeah, it's still legal. Where were you with exposed to a lot well, of... We don't know. I don't know. So I got, I hired a lawyer to, to look into it because when they, when they call all those people, the, the, all the law firm commercials, yeah. yeah. It's supposed to be easy. It's easy money for lawyers because you you know where you got it from. You connect the dots. Because you know, I worked for this company for right, 60 years. Right. And, yeah. and so, yeah, it's, that's that's where they're like, oh, this is easy money. It's like chasing ambulances. But with my case, they're like, you're 31. It's a 20 to 50 year latency period. You know what I'm saying? So they're like, normally this wouldn't show up until 
you're like 60, 70. It's like a childhood so thing. So you're saying, yeah, maybe it must have happened when you were younger. So we're trying to figure out where. So the, so the and lawyer, is that the only anybody way, Anybody else or, in your or, family? Or, or, or do you, and the reason why I'm asking that is because I'm curious is at, at what point, um, and just for people who don't know, there is no cure for right. this specific cancer. Right. So There's I want to no be very cure. clear. The reason why I'm asking this question is because you have to come to a certain point where you are, I'm guessing you have to say it doesn't, does it even matter where you got it anymore, or is it something that drives you? Like, where do you stand on this thing? I mean, it's, I mean, you need money to survive. So, right, yeah. as far as like, that part, yes. Yeah, the, the, you want the compensation that they say that they can get you. But the yeah. mental health part of it, I guess, the men- the is the mental for health you. part. Is like, the, like you don't like. You, it's like one thing I've learned, sort of like breakups. You know, they never come like with a bow. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, life doesn't wrap up problems in 30 minutes or an hour and a half, two hours. So it's like you got to just fucking make your peace with it. You got the. It's a shitty hand. You know what I'm saying? And I got dealt, you know, my, my brother, my sister, you know, they didn't have it, you know. So and nobody in your Miami family? No no one there. No, no, I'm the only one. Like, now cancer is running the family. My mom had Hodgkin's lymphoma. Right. But she beat hers. You know what I'm saying? My grandma passed the cancer. Uh, and cancer's been rampant in the family. Okay. So right. there's some genetic ties, but not specific. But not that specific. That. Right. But it's directly related to asbestos and, like, breathing it in and being around it. Right. So, so there it is. So you're sitting there, so I'm and sitting you're getting there. this information. Now, now, are you getting... We just discussed, the obviously, the fatality of such, uh, such a disease. Is that what they're discussing with you at this moment as well? Is this why they wanted your... Cousin back. Your cousin there, or is, this, or is it one step at a time? It's one step at a time. It's heavy, you know, to deal with. And I remember them saying... I, all I remember is, I'm a matter-of-fact dude. I'm like, okay, cool. We got one answer. That's the one part of the answer. Why have I been having all this fluid come back? It's cancer. Cool. I know when it started. Started in December last year. Okay, cool. Now, this is before I know that it takes 20 to 50 years for it to show up, right? But I'm thinking, oh, I know exactly where I got it from. I got it, probably got it from here. You know what I'm saying? I probably breathed in some dust, and that's where that's why it is where it is. Whatever. Uh, so then I'm thinking, I'm like, well, what happens now? And they're like, well, you got to go home and get treatment. And I was like, cool. Whatever. We'll figure it out. But, all right, we got it. You know what I'm saying? A matter of fact, we'll, we'll yeah. do it. We'll do what we got to do. I was like, uh, they're like, take as much time as you want. I was like, no. Because get, you guys get on this right us. away. No, 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 no. Because they're like, because I was like, I, I know I got to leave here now. I got to go back to LA. Right? And this is because remember, I'm in Jersey. Yeah. When they told me. So I'm like, okay, I know I got to leave here. I got to go back to LA. So I was like, just give me a day. Let me, let me soak this up. Let me figure everything out. Then I'll go from there. Cool. So they're like, so that's when they told me to stay wherever you stay, how long I want. I was like, it's not a hotel, bro. Yeah. Like, I, I gotta, I get in charge for this the shit. The most yeah, expensive yeah, yeah. hotel you'll back, ever fucking be. This is be still in. no insurance situation. This, this is still no insurance. Yeah. This is still no insurance. So I say, okay, cool. I buy the ticket home. I fly home July 5th. I get back, you know, I get back July 5th. I call, uh, I call, I Google what a cancer doctor is, is an oncologist. I say, hey, I got cancer. I got peritoneal mesothelioma. Uh, I need to see an oncologist ASAP. She's like, well, do you have HMO or PPO? I was like, I have Medi-Cal, so I need to see a doctor. Let's make it happen. She's like, well, is that an HMO or PPO? I was like, lady, I've never heard these words in my life. So how about you just let me talk to your manager, get me on the phone with the oncologist. Let's do this. She's like, well, HMO. I was like, not in the mood to learn. Just told you I got cancer. I need to figure this shit out. She's like, well, what that means is you need to get a doctor to tell you that it's cancer, and then you go see an oncologist. I was like, but I already know. I'm telling you. A doctor a already told you. So they're like, ah, oh, cool, whatever, I'll play ball. I set up an appointment with the doctor at the county, and we go, he's like, it's cancer. I was like, I know. Get me the fucking <laughs> oh, oncologist. God, like, get, damn give me the it. fucking treatment. They're like, okay, 
okay, well, it's about six week wait. I was like, for what? For for to see the oncologist. And then it's another three week wait to fucking get treatment. I'm like, you can't tell someone you have cancer, but sit tight for a month. Yeah, and a this half. is it's not a fucking Amazon shipment. It's not I was no, like, and you've already been suffering this I, whole I've time been as with, it is. I've yeah, been dealing so. so so what I ended up doing, what ended up happening was I admitted myself to the ER. I went to the ER, I was like, yo, I got cancer, I have ascites, uh I I haven't had treatment, I need to be admitted. Four things. Boom. They start they they admit me. They pump me full of morphine, you know what I'm saying? And then they get me to bed. I tell the doc, I say, hey, make sure that I get admitted. Because if I don't get admitted, I'm not going to get the treatment I need. So I end up, So when they admitted me, I ended up staying there for 45 days. Holy shit. I was there from July all the way to September. So I get out, and uh, I mean, I had to rebuild my life. Like in the, in the hospital is when I started doing chemo. They didn't tell me what chemo was going to be like. Oh, the they, didn't, they didn't tell you that it was going to fucking beat you down? Dog, well, they, you could throw a brick in my face and I'd have quicker reaction time than to what they gave me. All the doctor said was, hey, the cancer spread, so you're no longer eligible for the surgery. The when you sur- said spread, what does that mean? It, it means like the cancer is no longer just in your stomach. It now went to your lung. Okay. They took so long, it spread. That's the fucking thing. It takes so goddamn long that, of course, it's going to grow. So they're like, so keep in mind, we've been dealing with this. I first noticed the, the thing, the, the growth, the, the fluid coming in December 2014. Now we're in July of 2015. So now we've had a smooth seven months of this thing just fucking festering, getting stronger, reproducing its you know cells, blocking vessels. Because again, my cancer also doesn't like, it's not traditional cancer of clumping it up. Like it doesn't like lump up where we can just right. like radiate it and shrink and, and get, it and shrink it. Or it get, get it, it's small and it's in the lining, so it blocks the vessels. It blocks certain vessels, and the fluid can't get through, so it gets backed up somewhere. There's three types of mesothelioma. There's mesothelioma of the heart, lung, and the stomach lining. Okay, so okay, you had the stomach one. I had the stomach one. Not the so okay, but so, it spread to the lung. So it's in the lining, left lining. Of so, so, so that doesn't necessarily. So it's the stomach thing's not necessarily tied to like a weird asbestos thing or whatever. But you don't know. But it doesn't matter. The bottom line is you got it. Right, I got it. And so now it's like, okay, this shit sucks. What do I do? So I started chemo. I went through seven aggressive rounds of chemo, like heavy batches, like to the point where like you lose your shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then it was like you lose your appetite, tingling, you know, ringing in your ears, like everything. Now I'm on a light batch because. The chemo isn't making a cancer shrink. It's just controlling it. So the doctors have always said, hey, we just want to let you know you're feeling good now. You're getting better. You look great. But it's not going to be this way forever. We literally are putting a bandit in a bullet hole. The fluid will come back eventually. Okay? Okay. So, so did, at any of this time, have, mm-hmm. they told, have they told you you've got X amount of time? They told me on August 6th. They're like, you came in. I was on a dilated nap. I was drugged up. He woke me up, slapped my foot. He was like, hey, we, Mr. Wallen, we want to uh, tell you that the cancer spread. And I was oh, because like, at the time, this is where you still thought it was in one this place. This is where it was. Okay. The deal was, if it hadn't spread, we could do the surgery. The surgery is they flay you open, you know what I'm saying? And then they debulk wherever the cancer is. They see it. And then they put chemotherapy. And, and they put chemo in there. They, you know, shake it up, jostle around, stitch you back up. That's the deal. That's what the surgery is about. Because it spread, the LA County wasn't de- going to do that. So they're like, chemo is your only other option. I was like, how much time do I got left? He's like, you got a year. He's like, some people live longer, some people live shorter. I was like, so you basically can't even really quote me a year definitively. 
He's like, because if this doesn't work and I get worse, then I, I'm not going to make it through here. He's like, yes. I'm like, but I could live longer. He's like, yes, but the average is a year. So I was like, all right. So in my head, you make a split-second decision of survival. You know what I'm saying? Sure. You know, it's like, yo, I'm not ready to kick the can. I'm not okay. ready to fuck so I'm going to do whatever it takes. We got to do chemo, dig it. Because I'm not going to, I don't like the way he told me. And I'm just that stubborn. I was like, I'll do anything just to prove this guy wrong. So give me the chemo. They give me the chemo. I'm floored. I sleep for two days straight afterwards. You know what I'm saying? Like randomly drifting in and out like, huh, okay. I remember getting out the hospital. I get out the hospital. I said, I, I still don't feel well. I got to go back to the hospital. I went back to a different hospital, one in Burbank. And that's when they told me you had a, I had a heart attack. I had a blood clot in the, in the bottom aorta of my, in my heart. It was like that big, like the big, it's like a dime and it's grown to a quarter. And so they're like, we got to put you in blood thinners. I was like, all right. And I remember being in that hospital. I remember crying. I remember like, I, that's when I lost it. Like I'd been strong because I had a lot of visits and everyone came through. But I remember sitting in the hospital. I was like, yeah, man, this is, this thing, you ain't going. I remember meeting with their oncologist and I was just like, this guy, he doesn't get it. And I was like, you're just, you're never getting out. Like you just got to fucking fight this. I remember, but I'll tell you one doctor, one doctor, he was a heart doctor. He's like, dude, I never, he's like, you're a fucking weed. I was like, what? He's like, you're a fucking weed, dude. You get this cancer that nobody fucking expects in you. You got this blood clot that's not killing you. And dude, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna beat this. You're going to fight it. You're going to beat it. And I believe in you. I remember hearing that. It was nothing to me. be like, yeah, I probably will. So was that a changing yeah, but, point for you? Because why can't more people fucking have that? sense of positivity about because the whole people thing. put too much placement on other people's opinions in society and especially with doctors these guys just studied more books than us that you realize that right right but that doesn't mean they know everything because the human spirit the human mind the will is way stronger than anything else any book could say if you got a like the dude with 127 hours right dude fucking not, not many people would cut their arm off. they would just die they would they just, would just die. Go. but if you're like dog i'm not ready to die not like this yeah that's not what I'm about. It's not. I'd read the book. It's not the way it's going down. You do what you got to do to survive. No, but it doesn't seem. I mean, you're you're telling us all this, but it doesn't. It doesn't seem like you're not looking backwards. I mean, I guess it would be really easy for somebody like you to go. God damn it! If you had just had taken care of the stomach thing earlier, maybe I never would have been in this situation. You don't seem to be. And I, maybe you've had those moments. I, I you're a human being. It's going to be up. It's going to be down. But it just seems like the way you carry yourself, which is. You know, very inspirational, but it's just like you're just. I, I, are you in defense mode, or like we're we're like how are you? All this is happening, but it's just like you just you're so level headed about it. I mean, because <clears throat> like the the facts are the facts. You can't change it. You know what I'm saying? All you could do is fight it. So I'd rather focus my energy in fighting than reflecting. What am I going to say here? Boo hoo. Cause I, you know, I, I didn't try out for you know fucking varsity football. <laughs> I didn't get to be the quarterback. What am I, what am you I going to prom king? Did you actually want to be quarterback? I don't. Know. It's, a, it's a glorious position. <laughs> you know? But you were a rapper, so right. you, I was good. You, I was you, good you, either yeah. way, you know. But it's like at the end of the day, it was like, yo, I really can't afford. Like not just now. Like people are like, how do you face your mortality? You're brave. I'm like, dog, I'm not I'm not brave. I'm just facts. Like just facts. Like I'm just not ready to go out like that. So I'm going to live past August 6th, you know what okay. I'm saying? And I take it a day at a time, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, if the fluid starts coming back, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know that that's, you know, that that's fourth quarter, you know what I'm saying? Now the clock's okay. on. 
But at the same time, I don't even focus on that. Now, it creeps in my mind sometimes, of course, because it's like, like... How can it not? I mean... But it's like, I don't let it get to me. Like, I, there's, too much, there's too much shit to be done. Like, I'm still a comic. You know what I'm saying? I'm still going out to open mics. It's just like my... Like, everything like that I thought was questionable is now, like, brought into focus of, like, well, yeah, I do want to get married, and I do want babies. You know what I'm saying? Like, I do want that shit. Yeah. And, you know, it's hard dating with cancer. You know what I'm saying? I'm dating someone now, and I just had to be like, the way I told her was like, I got, I got cancer. Oh, you, oh this, you, this, is, this is a revelation during dating, not I mean, somebody before. It, it, yeah, no, yeah, it's, not, it's not smooth. You can't smoothly drop it. No, yeah. no. There's, yeah. no. there's no easy way to do it. Like, you either hide it for a long time and then be like, hey, I should tell you something. Or like, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, what are you doing this weekend? <laughs> Crazy! Uh, <laughs> Another round of chemo. You, you want to come with? Like, I don't know. I don't know how to tell this to you. Hospital but, food, right? Um, but yeah, so now, now I do that. It's like it, it's like I go in. It's every three weeks. It's every three weeks until for another year and a half. Okay, so when you, th- this chemo, just so I'm clear, the, the, these sessions are knockout sessions for you. So are you basically how much of your life is like right now? You appear to me to have like a, a semi-normal quality type of lifestyle. You seem like, you know, unless you're getting tired, I have no idea. Like, it seems like you're just a dude hanging out, living life right I mean, now. That, like, that's, I, how, that's how you should feel. That's how yeah. you should treat it like, you know what I'm saying? But like, I mean, you know, when you have to go through these sessions. Oh, when I go through the sessions, man, like, I'd be like, uh, I'm just in a daze because they dope me up with Benadryl. Okay. They give me like 50 milligrams, 25 milligrams of Benadryl. So I sleep, you know, I'm more so sleepy. Okay. And is it the outpatient, like you go in there for eight hours a day and you right. sit in the recliner and they right. do the needle in your, and you still have your hair. Well, here's the thing, like when I when I when I was doing the heavy batches, like because I was I was cisplatin and Olympta. Now I'm just an Olympta, but the cisplatin, fucking, I was losing my hair. Yeah, I was losing That's, my hair. Is that like a more extreme? Or I is mean, there certain types of chemo that cause that? There's certain ty- there's okay. certain types of chemo, okay. like because it's not just like one. It's not like just one drug chemo. There's different combinations that they use to for certain ones. And there's know? and like the. It's just so like I had testicular cancer when I was nineteen, so I had four months of chemo. But it was what they do now. Like I had a friend who had a a really rare kind of uh, lymphoma type cancer, and they like it's just it, it just seems so much different. Like they do, it does floor you when you do those those heavy batches. But but when you come out of it, you're a little better, or no? I mean, you're, I think mentally, I think like you mentally have to be stronger. You know what I'm saying? After I each. That, I, I think you're like, okay, because it sucks. Here's the thing. It's like it's going into, it's like, yo, I don't want to fucking do this. You get anxiety. You're terrified. You're emotional. You don't want to do it. And then afterwards, you're like, gradually your body starts, because your body's a muscle. So your body starts adjusting. They realize every three weeks we're getting blasted. So now your immune system is getting built up. You know, Now you're getting stronger. Now everyone, the, the side effects aren't as extreme as they once were. You know what I'm saying, and so that's where it's like you're like okay, you might you don't you don't want to say you're getting better because you don't want to give too much hope and get too excited. Right, right. But I saw your po- you had a post the other day. You went in for um, I don't know if you met with a, a doctor or whatever, but they said you know with this chemo and you know people have lived longer. You know it's 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 not necessarily the thing it might have been 20 years ago. Does your age come into play, by the way? Because you're saying that most people that get this are a lot older, so maybe their systems are just like they're done, and maybe because of your age you have the ability. Does that come into play at all or no? Yeah, for sure, because okay. like, it's normally 65. Like when, when he gave me the prognosis, he was citing a study that had happened in early 2002 with 65 to 75-year-olds who had been smoking and drinking and who uh, were immediately exposed to asbestos, right? 
So those are three factors that that, that aren't me. Obviously, if a 65-year-old falls down and breaks his hip and I fall down and break my hip, I got a faster recovery time. Right. So there's that. So I was like, okay, cool. Uh, I don't smoke and drink heavily anymore. So that's cool, you know. And I wasn't immediately exposed clearly because I never worked in like a right. mechanic you weren't, shop. Yeah, you weren't. So now it's like, okay, boom. So all these three factors they cited you don't really apply to you. So now your brain's like, okay, okay. There's something. There's, yeah. there's something there. Yeah. That is, you know, it's like it's like you're working a bit. You're like you get a, one little beep. You're like, I, okay, I got something there. I'm gonna work with that. So for me, it was like I once I realized, oh, okay, this this shit that he decided you isn't specifically tailored towards you. Yeah. One because you're young. So now your body is more capable to handle the bombardment of chemo. Like you, you beat testicular cancer because you fucking were young. You were 19. You know what I'm saying? So they're like, okay, cool. Now, cancer's still a motherfucker, right? right? You know, but it's a lot like weed. You know what I'm saying? There's so many different strains out there. Now it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, okay, this is not the cancer our grandpa had. You know, it's not the cancer our grandparents. It's this new, improved cancer. So for me, I look at it as like, I'm fighting. You know, I, all I have to do is show up now. Right. Every day, just show up. You know, hey, I'm grateful. I, like, I talked to, the, I talk to uh, some, some Hollywood people reached out to the best mesothelioma specialists in the East Coast. And they were like, Whatever this guy needs, give it to him. It's taken care of. So where I'd been trying, where my people have been trying to contact dude for months, one phone call from this person was like, okay, cool. Now I have a direct line to their to his secretary, right? And I was like, yo, so I got an appointment for next Wednesday. So I'm gonna go out there and you know, I, I gotta give him the paperwork or not facts out there. But he might he's like, Oh, okay, you're stage four. And he sounded optimistic. He's like, yo, normally with just chemo. Even if it's responding well, people live five years out. With this procedure, which is the same surgery that they said they couldn't do at L.A. County, they were like, you could, like, you know, people have lived 10, 15 years, you know what I'm saying, a cancer, you know. It's not always remission, but they're living. Controllable. They seem, they, yeah, they seem like they're back to a normal quality of life. Right. And so I was like, all right, done deal. And then that and was you it. go out so there next week. I go out there next week to to figure it out. To New York is it New York? D- uh, Baltimore. Baltimore. Oh yeah, that's uh, that is like the big. There's like a big cancer specialist hospital right mm-hmm. there, right? I forget what it's called. So it's good. I mean, you're, you're obviously you're you're dealing with it. Um, well, and you're focusing it, on the positive, which is now you're trying to put out this special. So that it goes. So it's it, it obviously we knew that the elephant was in the room. So we've now the elephant is here. It's sitting next to us over here to the right. But let's talk about how that elephant in a weird way has inspired you, which is that you like you said some things have changed in your life since then. Here's a guy who's just going to go on the road up and down the East Coast right. so he can make to, enough money to pay his rent. Yeah. Right. And now this is a guy who uh, is facing uh, a name change to to Jason or, you know, depending if you... De- I know you may, you may be on the fence after <laughs> you this. You might so not we like might, the yeah. Jason name. Yeah. No, but I mean, in, in all seriousness, though, so, so all of a sudden you say to yourself, what? Are you thinking, okay, if I have X amount of time left on planet Earth, blah, 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 is, are, do you start thinking legacy? Do you start thinking, who do I want to be? Like, is that, is that where of this, course, is that, and, and, your, your and. Mor- your mortality. Yeah. Like, you think about that, and you're like, dog, like, I'm at that age, you guys were, where, like, all your friends get married, they all got kids, and we're at open mics? We're, we're at fucking shows in Bakersfield? Yeah. For, like, 50 bucks, for, like, 150 to headline? Do 30 minutes, 45 minutes for 150 bucks. 
It's 150 miles. It's 150 bucks. We're, that's what we're doing. Yeah. And you start looking back. You're like, did I did I make the did I miss an exit? Because <laughs> I know most of the people who were the fucking because everyone in your class seems to be succeeding, and you're still fucking doing the grunt work. You didn't take a left at Money Lane. Right. That was and the problem. I did. I missed yeah, the I missed, missed the it. big sellout. Money Lane. Exit. Money Drive. Money Street. You right? missed them all. They're all on the left hand side. So now I'm like, all right, man. Sorry. And now I'm like, well, fuck. Like, what? Do I do like what do I want? Like I can't get married quickly. I can't force that. I can't have kids immediately. I was like, so I was like, all right, well, the next step in my career, which is what I've been doing, would be a special. Like that would be dope to leave behind. Because you think of Patrice, you think of all the greats, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, push come to shove. Like Patrice is gonna live on forever with elephant in the room. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you're like, you know, it, it, we're not saying I'm going for an elephant in the room, but we're saying No, like, but but the idea that There'll be a piece of you that can always be accessed because especially now with what you know about the internet and everything and like your name will be a search away from someone being able to find that special. And And then being like, yo, that dude was funny, you know, or like that dude, you know, you know, obviously you think that, you know, you'll be vital to the scene, you know, like, hey, this guy, this special was, you know, marked Eric, you know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of bullshit in the game. And that's, I like where you're going with that idea that's like you want to do something that you're not just putting out some mediocre thing. You want to put something out that when people see it, that first joke is like, shit, well, I can't turn this off now. I got to right. follow this for the hour. Like, right, right. And this is a great idea. However, this is also Hollywood, and this is also a world that requires money and focus and commitment and actually follow through. Mm-hmm. So here you are, and you're mm-hmm. like, this is what I want to do, but it's never that easy, is it? Right? So it's like, now you've said to yourself, I want to do a special. How are we getting there? Uh, I met my friend, Nicole Blaine. I had an open mic, and you know she'd been friend. I'd done her show, Virgin Sacrifice, and fun show, fun yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, she's, Nicole, she's Nicole's, Nicole's great. Yeah, yeah, we've yeah, all done her. Her show. family's she's, great. And so, like, you know, she's like, "We, what, what do you want? What do you need?" And I was like, "I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know what I want, what I need. Like, my emotions. I'm emotionally fucked. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, I got all this shit. I was like, I don't know. I want to do a special. Like, what? I've traveled around the world. I've, I've had sex. You know, I've ate good food. I've smoked. I drank. Like, what? Like, I'm not young anymore. So it's like, what the fuck else could I really do? I was like, I want to fucking leave something behind and want to do a special. She's like, we're going to make it happen. I was like, right, right, okay, whatever. You know, I didn't know that, you know, her and her husband were a production team. You know, I didn't know that, you know, they were repped and they had, you know, they had done, connections you know, just and they that knew out people. There, no and, I didn't know that. I was just like, yeah. You thought she'd str- blow the, the smoke up like your ass like everybody right. else in this and, town. And so I was like, I th- you know, we're friends. You know what I'm saying? At least, at least, you know, regard her as a friend. So I was like, maybe she's got some, some something. Maybe we could do, maybe she's got access to a venue. Maybe she could, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, she has a show that's been running for a while now. Miss Pushkin himself, we could do something. I was like, whatever. I'm on board. Whatever it takes. So it went from just talking about it to let's film a video. You know, come over. And they asked me questions. And, you know, then gradually it came out. Like, you know, you obviously as comedians, we're always like, all right, whenever the camera's on or the recording, we, we all say the right things. You know, like, hey, I didn't know the script. Oh, yeah, I loved so-and-so special. It was mine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And so this time I was just like, yo, she's like, be real. I was like, you want to know what's real, Nicole, is... There ain't no cure, but I feel great doing comedy, and so I'm focused on that. That's what I want to do. I want to put out something great. I want to leave something great behind and, you know, you know, sell it and make some change off it. It's like, all right, we're going to do that. So they edited it down and put the Kickstarter together. And, you know, I was in chemo when the Kickstarter dropped. Yeah, and you, so, you kind of, were you sleeping and then you woke up and you, or was I it? didn't come out of it till the next day. So this dropped on Monday. Right. I was doing chemo Monday, and then... 
I didn't know. I wasn't paying attention until Tuesday afternoon. And by Tuesday afternoon, they're like, yo, you were in Split Sider. I was like, I don't read it. They're like, yo, you were in Reddit. I was like, I don't go to that site either. <laughs> but didn't you meet the goal? And like, we, we exceeded it very quickly. Yeah. Like, very quickly. Which is great. And, the, and no, you can sure. never have enough money. That's the thing, as people don't understand. It's like, yeah, you exceeded, you, you got your goal to make the special. Right, to make the but, special. And so the goal was modest. It was 5000 Yeah, which is not, just to be clear, John can attest this because he also works in production. That is not a lot of money. That, no, yeah, right, right, right. That is to, not to a make, lot of money to make. To make a special make. for five grand is, is bare bones. Yeah. But they also had, you know, like I said, the but Blaines had relationships. They ha- they, yes. They also yeah, but, have but, all the inf- they have all the equipment they need. They have a venue that you like. They yes. have, you know what right, I mean? They have yeah. these places that aren't costing them nothing. Right. So then it's like, but still, and, and I'm not trying to shit. diminish that. I'm just trying to say, like, you know. Oh yeah, I know. I mean, keep throwing money towards the campaign. Is it still going? Yeah, it's still yeah, going. Yeah, it's okay. uh, till March 18th. Is so, that correct? Till March 18th, yeah. right? And so, where? What is the? Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. You could just Google Quincy Jones Kickstarter. <laughs> Quincy Jones Kickstarter. You can Google that. We'll put up a link to it. As yeah, well. yeah. It had yeah. to make you feel pretty good com- coming out and finding out all this stuff. Going okay. I mean, remember earlier when I was saying like fucking comics, man, they're all about themselves or whatever. Yeah. It's like I remember that thing was all over my feed, like yeah, from all these people. And I was like, you know, for me, I was like, good, good people. I was, I was impressed. I was like, yeah. okay, there's That's still the a positive out thing there. you, you know can do I mean? with the internet. That's like one. As much as we want to shit on like a, a lot of weirdness that comes out of the internet and this anonymous feeling like I can say whatever I want about anybody and fuck you, what are you going to do about <laughs> it? Like that all, all that bullshit aside, like I've seen not just your case, but like other cases of people just getting <clears throat> funds they needed for things that were important, like right. legitimately important, not some bullshit where I I, I got to get this tattoo removed, like not fucking yeah. fuck those people, but. But in general, like people come together and they're willing to, and and for the most part, it's not like they had to do anything. You know what I mean? Click, here's a credit card. It's right. not complicated shit. So, but the idea that they put it out there and they and people fucking went at it and and gave the money. I I don't know. I think it's a it's there, a positive it, it, thing. It, yeah, without a doubt, it was a positive thing. It was overwhelming. Yeah. Because now it's like, oh shit! I didn't think you know. I mean. Let's say my Facebook friends, right? We probably all got like a ton of like maybe yeah, 100, have, 200 friends in common, right? Oh, well, I'm sure. So I'm like, so let's say we are like 50 of us, uh, 50 of our friends each year, right? And we don't think that's a lot because we all probably got 2,000, 5,000 friends, whatever. But then you're like, then it's shared and then it went viral and everyone picked it up. And to the point where like, that's, it made, that's when I realized this is the action that changes something. And then to me, it was like, this is when it was like, you know, you, we, we read back in the olden days the, the fraternity feeling, the like camaraderie that comedians had with yeah. each other. And this is where it felt like this is, yeah, I didn't need to pledge, co- pledge college because like this is what it was about. You know, we talk shit. You know, a lot of people are fake. A lot of people won't make it. But at the end of the day, motherfuckers step up to the plate when you really need it. Yeah. You know, and that's what it really was. It was really surprising because I was like, God, what? Like, as I was like, then my email started coming with more than just Groupons and Southwest offers. <laughs> I was like, you know, you can unsubscribe to those, right? <laughs> yeah, but it makes me feel good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, like, that's great. I mean, you, like, you're friends with Roy Scovel. Roy Scovel, re- he posts that. I mean, that guy's got millions of fans all all over the place. You right. know what I mean? So, like, there are people that know who he is. All so they're gonna see that. Like, oh, if this is good, like, I like Rory, so this is good. You know, I'll fucking pass this on too. And it just grow. It's like the game of uh, Thrones. Uh, it's like the Game of Thrones. Uh, I don't know. It's the only game of. I, 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 I had that wrong. I almost There's said telephone, games, but it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah, but the point is, like, the love was amazing, and now I feel like 
you know, it's like, oh, not pressure, but I, I want to do well, and everyone wants me to do well. But now it's like, oh, well, now I, I got to step it up. But you wanted to do well anyway, and you already well, had ideas. You've already you, seen special You strike me you... as the kind of guy that this is, this is a great fuel for your fire. Though you're, I'm, you know, you're, you're sitting here telling us how you know, you're, you're lying in a bed in Burbank, and you're trying to figure out ways, you're calculating ways to be a fighter. And sure, you're going to have your ups and downs, but you're, you're that guy. It's like you said, all right, what is it? What do I got to do here? You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's a, that, that means something. And I think that, that that's all that. We talk about comedy muscle. Yeah. You've got the comedy muscle. And you know what it's going to take in order for you personally to accomplish the goal. You know where you need to be comedically, right? Right. What you want. What you want. That, that what you're talking about. That final message uh, um, in respects to stand-up and your special you know what quality you want. You know what you want it to say and how it feels, right? So now it's about getting there, right? I mean, it's also about like, I mean, like I said, I'm in a position where people want to buy it. You know what I'm saying? I don't yeah. have to like shop it around. People are sniffing like, yo, we, we're, we're down. We want to be a part of it. I'm like, all right. Well, now I get to do the mater- do what I want to do. Yeah. Whereas if someone's coming around, they're like, we'll invest, but you got to do it sort of our way. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, we have a quick turnaround time. I want to drop it on August sixth. You know what I'm saying? Because that'd be the year anniversary of my prognosis, and then I get to sort of be like, "Fuck you! Look, I'm here now." Yeah. Look what a difference a year makes. You know what I'm saying? To get told you're gonna die in a year to now having a special drop. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So there's that feeling. Now it's like, okay, cool. Well, do I want to do a traditional? You know, now I'm looking at like the like all types of other factors. Where it's like, oh, and so we had a tight budget of five Gs, and now I could dream a little bigger. Yeah. Now, so I'm you're thinking, still formulating this of what you want to do. I mean, I'm just like because I'm a I'm a I'm a crowd work. I do a lot of riffing. I do a lot of loose off the cuff stuff. So it's like I don't want to. I want to do my hour. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I don't think I could really transcribe you know jokes you know unless I want to put like a, a page just full of crowd work for like submit. But no. it's like. But this are, guy might say this, and I'll say this back to right, him. Right, but it's like, those are. let's be honest, like if you really fucking sell to a major network, they want to know. They want a transcript. Yeah, <laughs> no, wanna, that's completely so right. Yeah. So I'm like, yo, you guys want to be, you guys came to me. Yeah, you, you know? get what I give you, and you right. you put it out. Yeah, and so, you know, that's where I'm, that's where I'm at. And like, it's, it's, a, it's a freeing feeling. I'm already thinking of, like, the next project. Good. You know what I'm saying? Like, you Good. know, because it's like, I don't want, because then you sort of feel like, if you focus just, like, like if you just focus on just one project, you get there, and then it's like, then what? Exactly. You don't want to get to that point where you're like, then what? Yeah. Now what? Now I'm it like, should always be now this. Right, right. So now it's like, okay, well, now I can do full-time comedy. Now I have this credit, this credit, this credit, this credit. I can put butts in the seats. Now let's get some more TV credits. You know what I mean? Put you know that out. Parlay right. into a Conan. Do the Tonight Show. Now we're talking. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, and so now I'm like, okay. But the thing is, I worked hard to get here. I was ready for this point before. Now the machine's just now waking up yes. and realizing it. Yeah. So now it's like, now it's not like we're spring-shotting some guy who only had 12, 15 minutes. Right, right, right. You know Somebody who's been working, been exactly. consistently hitting the stage, consistently trying to get more material. So now it's like, okay. And I, and I don't even know if I'm really going to talk about the cancer. That's my next question to you. Yeah. Is like what? Because I'm, a, you know, you're talking about all these people who are kind of coming to the table. They obviously are very familiar with the situation mm-hmm. of what, of of what you have going on. Are a lot of people asking like, okay, well, can we can we document the the the, the stuff around it as well? Or, and you, are you saying, no, nah, I want it to only be about my comedy special? Like, where is your head at? And where are things like? What story ultimately do you want told about this whole time? I'm Absolutely. a comedian who happens to have cancer. I'm not a cancer comedian. Okay. 
You know what I'm saying? And you got to make that distinction known when you're talking to people. I appreciate you taking interest in my story. I'm not here for pity. You know what I'm saying? And I know right. people genuinely care. But it cancer's still a heavy subject for most people. Yeah. It brings mortality to your face. Yeah. You know, so you're like, yeah, I like this guy. Oh, my God. He, he's dying? Oh, shit. I got it. But I'm not here for pity. Right. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate the love, but I'm not here for the pity at all. So for me, now I'm like, okay, people know, but that's not what this special is about. Like, oh, you know what could fucking make cancer funny, dog? Tig didn't make cancer funny. She made it real. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't want to fucking do Like, what do I? You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? Are Plus, you, the last seven years, you haven't been working on cancer jokes. <laughs> right, You've been you working know? on your fucking material. Exactly. But it's like, dude. He didn't do, I, he I didn't do 30 minutes on cancer. What kind of special is this? I mean, but the amount of money that was donated made me feel like I had to die. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like. <laughs> and now this motherfucker lived 20 years. Okay. Like, right I there. gave him 1500 He and lived longer than asshole. 15 minutes. Can I tell you? Actually. Uh, hold on one sec. Right there. That moment. That's the difference between your average person in the world right. and a stand-up comic, what you just said. Now I feel like I gotta fucking die. Yeah. Like no most people would be like, oh my God, you can't say that out loud. Like it's just like you just you just go right at it. like that's to me, that's what I, I, I genuinely love about the, the the stand-up, like that persona that we There's nothing to hide. Like, we behind can get that. You We're not you know what I mean? You're just like fuck it. Yeah, I fuck mean it. I mean, but it's also like it it is it, it's 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 something that like you out of misery comes humor. Yeah. So it's like you gotta crack jokes about but it. But some people just live in the misery, and that, and you feel kind of. But those bad people for them. die. Right. <laughs> That's exactly fucking right. When, when people f- say laughter is the best medicine, what they're not they're not talking about like it's gonna it's gonna it'll fucking prolong your life if you laugh and you're having a good time. It'll but the people that are miserable that fucking hold on to that that ball it up that pour booze on top of it that push it down as far as they can, which is what I did from age. 15 to age 33 like those fucking people you continue to live like that you're fucking done early and it's be- it's just because the weight of everything just crushes you it's like but you also have to be honest with yourself and like like at, at the end of the day man like we all got good people surrounding us we all got good people who love and care for us your job is to return that love and that's how Humanity and society should be. How dare you make it so simple? Get out of my house. And th- and that's what I mean. You're married with kids. Some you fucking it's fucking working for you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. It's like you about to get married, so it's like you gotta give love, and you and and sometimes you have to give love, and you're not gonna get it back, but you have to keep giving love. Yeah. Because you don't expect it, and that's real love. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like for me, I look at it as like, yo, I, all these people that shared. I know, I, well, I knew immediately most of the people I, I wrote Facebook friends. I remember, you know, meeting them at a festival, sure. adding them that way. Because, you know, Facebook for me, I was like, I don't like, you know, I'm not just adding everyone just because we have 150 friends in common. So, but like, most of the people I knew, it was like, oh, they remembered me. You feel me? And so, yeah. like, I genuinely, and, you know, granted, I, I, I feel like I have a, a distinctive personality. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have a big energy when I walk in the room. So, I show love. You know, and like I always show love because it's genuine because I come from a place where that wasn't always a thing. You know, you grew up in the hood. Love isn't growing on in the hood. You know what I'm saying? But it's like I, even in, even in the joint, even when I was in jail, it was, it was still like, oh, man, yo, dudes come out the visiting booth. The girls left them. You know what I'm saying? The girls left them taking the kids. He's looking at a seven year stretch. Well, now's not the time. You know what I'm saying? To You know, but it's like, hey, man. You don't got to pay child support. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to find a silver line somehow. What are you going to do? 
Uh, Were you writing jokes, by the way, in jail? I'm assuming this past time. Yeah, I mean, not jokes relatable to the public, but jokes. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You ever hate when Officer Martinez (laughs) comes by and hits you with the fucking nightclub? Yo, seriously, (laughs) but like, but I mean, that's the thing. Like, my jokes, I I pride myself on my jokes being able to be taken and applied in any room. Okay, bar rooms. I just did a bar show. I was just in Ventura last night. Two and a half hours. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it is. It is really far. It is ridiculous far. But it also, like at the same time, first of all, no comedy should be happening past eleven o'clock. Did it started yeah. after eleven? It started at nine. Okay, but it's too much. It's too much. You hit the stage at eleven thirty. People now yawning. Too oh. tired. Too drunk. One too of the two dr- things right, is happening. Right. Yeah. A show should be rapping at that time. Let me leave you with this. It's you know almost eleven o'clock, and right, we're right. all gonna go home now. It's Monday. Where the fuck are you guys here? Yeah, you know, I get yeah. It. Don't you have jobs, you motherfucker? Right. But you, they were like drinking well into the night, you know. But it's like Ventura. For, that is Ventura. Yeah. But I was just like, man, like it's love. Like I love what I do. I love the ability to perform comedy. I love my life. More good than bad has come from this cancer. All cancer did was make me realize what was a little more important to me. So, did are you a different person? That I only know you now. I know you post cancer diagnosis. Mm. Were, were are you a different person than if people had met you a couple years ago? Yeah, because a couple years ago, like I was more ambitious as a comic. It was like that was, ten, it was I was tenacious. I was like I did a thousand sets a couple years ago. You know, so it was like for me, it was like I want life is more than just comedy. Is what you know now. Is what I know now. Yeah. I feel like that's what it was supposed to be. That's the lesson I was supposed to learn, that there's more to life than just comedy. So now what I thought was putting off in the back, like, I ain't getting married. I ain't having no motherfucking kids. I'm a comic. And now it's like, yeah, I do want those things. Those things sort of do sit well with me. You know what I'm saying? Now it's like, okay. Well, I mean, I have the luxury of getting all those things, but I know that I can put comedy in the back burner and, like, enjoy life a little bit more. You know, I don't need to fucking hit a stage every every night. single night or like multiple stages every night. Yeah. Right, Let's right, be right. Honest. Some yeah, of yeah, some yeah. of us have been on a stage we we shouldn't be hitting anymore. Anyway, true, right? true. Some of them, some of those rooms shouldn't have stages. <laughs> no shit, man. When are people gonna realize that? <laughs> yeah, guess what? We're in the sex shop telling jokes. Guess what's going on? Not, <laughs> but not even that. That show actually does well. It's the, oh, that's actually a show. Pleasure, I just the pleasure just chest. The pleasure chest does well because yeah. it's run like T.J. Miller's. I mean, it's got real comics. But then you go to these. Like some of these bar shows, you travel 45 minutes and they're like, hey, all right, you're headlining. You're like, there's nobody here. Who am I opening up for? That television set above your head that's still going to be on while you're performing. And my question when I ask guys, I'm like, hey, why is there comedy in this room? And they're always like, oh, the owner likes it. Is the owner here? No, the owner's <laughs> home watching Richard Pryor fucking specials. Like, they're all, of course the owner loves comedy. He's only seeing Richard Pryor. Like, you can't, the owner loves it. So he's going to have a shit show where we all just come here and the fucking patrons hate it and they turn the TVs off and like, it's just so fucking obnoxious. It's insane. When are, when, when are, when are, when are you uh, working? What, what's the plan for the special as far as when you have a time frame as to when you want to do Brian, he doesn't need a feature. Would you please? <laughs> Jesus, but if you do need a feature. <laughs> Uh, the thing is, April third is April third at Westside Comedy Theater. Okay, so it's as in of, place. Okay, as of right now, but right. because okay, of the, yeah, but the huge demand, I think maybe I'm looking for something bigger. Now. Okay, you know what I'm saying? I, you I, will I, easily pack the. I mean, the, that would be stand. You'd be turning people away at the West Side. Yeah, and that's not because it's not a good place. It's because it's right, right, right. It's just there's 65 to 75 people. Yeah, like and granted, I, I love the space. I love everything about it. But there's a lot of people. Look, look do you at the want LA. to do a big, big show, or do you? I mean, like, where, where, where's your comfort zone? Like, I always say to people, it's like, you know, I, I remember reading Steve Martin's book, and he said where comedy changed for him was that when the, the, the it got too big, 
and there was yeah, a wave of like laughter. Alpine and it, Valley. What I'm saying yeah. is like th- that's the extreme, right? And then there's the, the the west sides or the belly rooms where it's very intimate, and you can still have it. And then there's then there's a, a lot of different sizes in between. So what what's a good number for you where you go? This this is my environment. Two fifty. Okay. Okay, yeah. So you want like like an improv or like yeah, yeah. I want. I mean, but I don't know. The thing is, like, I could. Some of the people that are 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 interested, you know, are co-owners in the improv. Oh, I'm sure the improv would accommodate you. But I don't want to crawl in the bed with those people. If you lose control again, is what you were talking about, right? right. And that's the thing. Like again, these guys. We're not talking to like a 19 year old kid who's looking to get hustled. You're talking to a grown man who's been in the industry. He's like, hey, listen. This is not a good deal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not desperate for just anything. No, you want to do what you want to do. Right. That's the thing. Like, I have to remain in control. I have to do an hour of me. I can't do an hour that you want me to do. You know? And so that's the thing. So Westside Comedy Theater gave offered the space. You know, I was originally going to do one show. I told him I needed to do two. I think, <coughs> excuse me. I think doing John two coughs a good, every episode. Just you know, it's not really a show. It's, there it is. Okay. Right. I think and I think back. doing two is probably a good idea. Like a, an early and a late show on right. the same night, right? Right, right, yeah. right. But at first they were like, "We got to, you know, we went six. I was like, "I don't like the constraints already. Already, I feel constrained." You know? What Wait, I mean? what? They wanted you to do six shows? No, they wanted oh. me. They wanted me to do one show. Oh. And they ha- and be out, have everything cleared out for the other show. No. Why, so like, why? Why would you rush? <laughs> you can't rush that shit. I was, I was like, like, so I, so I was like, I need a night. I need a venue, you know, like I it needs to be two fifty and everyone's reached out. Like big, big names have reached out to like offer whatever assistance. And so again, that's I didn't I underestimated the power of the internet because it was like, oh shit, you saw this? Yeah. Kevin well, Hart saw this. Yeah, well, too. Kevin Hart saw this. I, I'm, I follow him on Instagram. This motherfucker's running 5Ks every other night. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and making 15 movies a day. Yeah, and you so, figure he wouldn't be looking at the internet. He's just posting and going. Oh, yeah. Right. Why, you know why I mean? would he have even time to fucking... Right. So I'm like, yo, he saw this? All right, maybe this is hot. You know, I, when I saw the GQ article, I was like, well, shit, now this is a credit. I don't mind using. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No one gives a fuck about a split cider, but I fucking... Uh, GQ. Give you, GQ, hello. I'm on this. You know, so it's like... Someone's but, getting a new suit. Damn right. Yeah. Damn right. I'm splurging in a fucking suit. You know, but it's like, now I'm like, I'm in a good position, but it's like, I'm looking for a venue that I feel, one, it has to be April 3rd because people bought plane tickets to come down. Oh, you know what I'm okay. Okay. So, so there's got to be okay. April 3rd. That's a hard date. The venue's not hard. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I, that's it's hard to attain. That's what I'm looking for. Right. But it, it can be anywhere in LA or the surrounding area. Right. But I'm not going to sit there and be like, yeah, I want to do the fucking, uh, you know, it's a huge theater. I'm like, I, I'm not in. That's not tonight my... at the Staples Center. Right. You know, like Nokia Theater presents. Like, right. no, I'm not. I'm here. I want to do a quality art. And need the space needs to be filled. You know, I need to feel the space. Yeah, you. Feel need, the I feel like you're the kind of guy you need to connect with people. And if it's right. too big, you're not going to connect with some idiots in the back, and then that doesn't work for you. Because so. then the people in the rent. Who would you say? Yeah. What huh. Is, what? What did he say? You know, yeah. Like we we watch Raw now and he, or watch you know Prior Live and such. It's trip. We don't hear what the fucking person says. And, he, <laughs> yeah. and the whole crowd laughed in the immediate section. And people laugh because they're like, "What shit?" Yeah. Somebody said something. Yeah. Somebody. Got to do it, you know. <laughs> But yeah. like, I'm also not trying to like be greedy. I'm not like saying, like, well, I need a 500. I'm like, just 250 to 300. Yeah, just, like, that's just enough to big do. enough that you can accommodate literally everyone who's going to want, not everyone, but most people who are going to want to get in there. And then so that you don't feel it's too big of a room and you're yelling to the back and everything. Right. You want it to be something where you can be yourself. Like, your demeanor isn't too much different from on stage than the way you are in person. So it's like, you, 
you can't be you're not yeah. a loud guy you're not screaming at people it's got to be right. intimate it has to be close that's all and then people are like well, why don't you do this room I'm like well that's too small that's almost as small as what like it's not yeah we're not moving up you're almost like moving across the board i right? have a garage why don't you want to do it in there what <laughs> I mean, is the have problem? you ever thought of it i mean we could set up we got head Look, carton shells for good acoustics five, five to ten people in the audience hey man you could do 17 shows <laughs> you just get them string them together we'll just what we'll do is we'll get people to sit in different places in the garage so that it looks like it's filled and he looks we'll to the left he's wearing an orange shirt he looks to the right yeah. he's wearing a blue shirt this <laughs> is all the same show right this is the same one he's killing he's killing this though is perfect um, I, all I can say to you is that when, you know, when, when John, uh, told me you were coming here, it's mm-hmm. like, like you talked about, you, you hear, I, I was very familiar with the situation mm-hmm. and I, I gotta tell you, it was, I had a lot of anxiety about you coming over cause I, I'd never met you before and I didn't mm-hmm. know how you were going to tell this story. And I gotta be honest with you, man, you've blown me away with the way you, you first of a great story. You are just, you just have a great story to tell, but like even getting to the bad shit, like you you have a way of like I don't know how to explain it, but it's like you're you, more at ease with it than other people around you, probably. And that's the hard part of cancer for me. Yeah, because other people are uncomfortable. They don't know what to say. and They don't know how to act. I'm just but, like I don't need like, a hug. I do just like let's have fun. Uh, We're in the moment, you know. Like my energy drops sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm like, all right, well, we gotta wrap it up. I've, yeah. been, I've been out like in the middle, like oh, everyone's turned up. We're having good. I'm like, I'm not drunk. I'm not high. This is fun. But I'm tired now. Yeah. And so now it's like, all right, I got to go home. And thank God for Uber. You know what I'm saying? Because I could, I, could, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I could bounce when I want to bounce, you know? And it's like, it, it makes Irish goodbyes that much easier. Yeah. <laughs> it, it sounds like you're experiencing your 40s is what it sounds like. That's yeah. exa- I've it's like, aged. Yeah. It's, it's like, aged. God, I don't want to yes. fight fucking back. Yeah. When yeah, you guys going to go party? I'm going to go home. Yeah. Seriously, I'm like, all right, well, you know, I'm down for like an intimate, like we crack a few jokes. We, you know, have a few beers or something like that. I'm good for that. Right. But then people like, when it, like the young kids try and turn up that notch, I'm like, all right, turn oh, the music. Oh, we're going there. to the you know club. Like, 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 no, 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 no lines, no crowds, dude. I hate clubs so much. Like, yeah. Oh, dude, look my, at me. My girl one time was like, "I'm, I'm at my birthday party in the club. I'm like, I hope you have a fun, yeah, have time. a good time. Let me know how it goes." It's like, well, no, it's more like a bar. I'm like, oh, okay, good, good, good choice of words. Then you, I think you, good, good spin control right there. Good, because I'm not fucking with a fucking club. It's more like a bar. And you, your, your relationship seems to be flourishing, and and that's a great thing. I, I guess what I'm saying is like, I see you, and it's like. I, again, I hate to be the ignorant guy, but like, what the fuck, man? Your life's too fucking normal. What the hell? I mean, you're wrecking th- everybody's perceptions of what cancer is supposed to be. What's your problem? I mean, dog, I mean, trust me, it gets dark. I mean, it's dark. Like, I, yeah. I, the person I was dating left me, you know what I'm saying? During chemo, like when shit got rough, like it was like that. I was like, this is not the right time. But again, I'm in, I'm in survival mode. Sure. You feel me? Like, I'm like, I can't, now it's not that I can't dwell in that. You know, like things yeah. have been, and now things have been happening so fast in a positive way. It's like I really don't have any time to dwell in. Do you have Good. some sort of excitement, adrenaline that constantly? You know what I mean? Because there's so much going on. I mean, have you noticed your adrenaline pick up when you know with all this happening? Does it Somewhat. get you in like some sort of mode? Or are like, you always pretty even keel, and even when shit's like pretty, super I'm, great, you're like okay, and when it's super shit, <laughs> like okay. Well, I mean, I, I got a, I got an email from somebody from TV, and they're like, "Yo, have you thought of doing this?" And I was like. Yeah, yeah, duh, I have thought of doing this. Or like, well, why don't we do this? It was like, all right, cool. And then like my friend, you know, Nicole was like, oh, so-and-so emailed you. I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> She's like, well, tell me what they said. I'm like, 
We just playing it cool, man. Yeah. We're just like we, st- <laughs> dude. I'm a pocket quarterback. I'm not got no time to scramble. Man. Yeah. I'm just sitting in the pocket. One Mississippi, two. Let it go. Boom. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, all right, cool. I can't afford to get scrambled. Yeah, I can't afford to scramble all that. It's just, I mean, life is good. I'm in a great place right now. I've never felt more loved in my life, and that the love inspires me to continue to fight. And that's really what it is. You know, it, it, love really inspires me. Like, oh shit. All these motherfuckers are pulling for you. You ain't never let nobody down before. You might as well fucking fight a little more now. And you do get tired. You do get depressed. You do get emotional. You do get dark. You do want to die. And you're like, you're like, all right, but I mean, really, like, you just you met you met Chris Rock. Can you really like you the really, guy that you saw and you, wanted to just really, say that? Are you really gonna like? Come on, cute. Like, are you really gonna throw in the towel now? Like, is this cancer really that bad? You just met Chris Rock, and he said you were funny. Really? All right, well, this wouldn't have happened this quickly at all without cancer. So, shout out to the cancer. <laughs> and let's fucking, like, let's, let's fucking do this. Like, let's do what you've been training for. You feel me? I feel like Cinderella Man now. You know what I'm saying? Mine is like all the other shit. But it's like, yo, <laughs> like, I feel like, yo, you, I've trained for this moment. You know what I'm saying? I am ready to go. Like, that's it. I'm ready for this hour. I'm ready for it to be sold. I'm ready for it to be watched. I'm ready for the next one. I'm ready for the tour. I'm ready for the clubs that I don't got to send the fuck. Now I got all the credits they need. Now I'm a headliner. Yeah, and I just go in there and yeah, I can feature for you, right? You, you said that me? earlier, right? Yeah, I yeah, yeah. yeah. I say, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like now. It's like, look at <laughs> Brian's, like, Brian's like, dude, I wanted a feature. No, 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 no. <laughs> He's got a family. He can't come on the road like that. See, right? he already knows. Hey, he, he already knows my disappointments in life. Yeah, his wife was like, uh, kids. Hey, guys, can I? Wait, I can't. I can't. I can't, right. I can't come out. I'm no. the PTA president. I can't go oh, anywhere. Oh, man. Dude, talk about, that's a I'm real fucked. credit. That's yeah. a real credit. <laughs> this next guy coming to the stage is the PTA <laughs> president. Say what? <laughs> Who is it? What? What school? How many? What kids? school? What school? And they're like, oh, never mind. Not okay. a sing, not a single thank you or a gift on President's Day. Just throwing that out oh, there. Man. No one, no one contacted I didn't even, me. I didn't even text you. No, I didn't. You're right. I'm so sorry. I've aged as much as Obama in my first, uh, my you, first year as president. You th- I mean, there's a lot of pressure that comes, you know, a lot of expectations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The bake sales are out yeah, of control. The, yo, really? How do uh, we deal with it? How do we deal with the demand of gluten free products that are being, you know? First of all, that would be a huge pain in the <laughs> you ass. You know what I'm saying? Actually. Like, hey, we made brownies. Are they gluten free? Get the fuck out this school. What the fuck do you think this is? We were gonna cater to one one kid. No, shut up, <laughs> shut up, Sarah. Man, I can't tell you. Um, you you t- coming in here at, with you know when John said you were gonna do the show. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you came in here in my in my world with one story: mm-hmm. a comedian who found out he had cancer and just wants to make and, and it's a cancer that ain't a good one, and just wants to make a comedy show. And I and I feel like having spent this time with you, I feel like instead. I'm seeing a guy who, yeah, he has cancer, but he's... And he's going to put out a special. And he's living his life, and he's... I, I mean, I don't want to... The word inspirational is, is overused, but I, I just want to thank you for like coming in and actually presenting it in a way that where you made cancer like a, a weird bearable thing does that make good. any sense of what i'm saying no, no, like good. you're that, not that, that's like i'm not afraid of you like i i you know i i've been around people that have had it and you get afraid of them because you feel you you understand their mortality and you don't present that and all i can say is 
you know, whatever it is you're doing, keep on doing it because it's it's amazing. I, I I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, you know, um, but also I, it, you're not afraid of them; you're afraid for them. Yeah, you know? yeah, because that's it, right. It, yes. it, 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 it mirrors your fear of mortality. Correct. You project those fears in them, and it's someone you love or you know or you care about. Even if you just know them loosely, you're like, damn, cancer. Like I'm not gonna lie. Anytime I see it in a movie or anything like that, I'm brought to tears. I watched Dallas Buyers Club. Great performance by oh, McConaughey. But God. yeah, when I saw that, I was like, shit, there's got to be another way besides chemo that the fucking FDA is not approving. But yeah, later for that, it's, you know, like I'm, I watched Deadpool. He fucking got cancer. Then when it's in the media, that's when cancer, it, that's when you know it's re- relevant. You know what I'm saying? Like now they're doing documentaries using heroin. It's on HBO, but it's been on the East Coast seaboard for a while now. You know what I'm saying? So now it's like cancer is so common that people have to reference it. Yeah. And so for me, all I am is like, yo, I got got cancer, whatever. You know, I got a lot of good shit. I put a lot of love in the universe. And thank God it's coming back to me at this time because I really needed it. And so, you know, I, I want it to be bearable. I want people to be able to like, be like you know what? I'm going to fucking do I'm going to fight harder. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to take it a day at a time. I'm going to dig my claws in a little deeper. I'm going to try and develop a routine. I'm going to try and get my mind around this. I don't have to let this cancer, I don't have to let the, I don't have to accept the prognosis that the oncologist gives me. And that's what a lot of time we just accept whatever's given to us. We don't do research anymore. You know what I'm saying? People don't even research, we just talked about it. People don't research comedians or bands. So it's like, they definitely aren't going to research alternative methods. They're like, oh, hey, well, I got to fucking do chemo. You I do what the doctor said. I got to die. I guess that's it. I'm like, nah, doc, fuck this dude. This dude woke you up from a nap. He slapped your foot away. Said you got a year to go. That's what that's that's what you think. That's what you think your future holds. Q. Nah, dog. What we gotta do is we gotta do whatever fuck it takes. And if that means a shitty chemo, then bring it on. I did the shitty chemo, and I was like, take it away because <laughs> because it's heavy. But I was like, I committed to fight. I committed to fight. And that's what it is. And so this special is dedicated to anyone who's had cancer, lost someone to cancer, or is fighting cancer. Because that, that's the only thing we're gonna, really going to mention in special okay. at the end of it. It's like, this is for people who fought, lost, or have it. And, you know, keep fighting. And that's what it is. It, 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 it's not even just cancer. Every day is a struggle. Dog. We all got depression. We all got problems. Life hasn't gone as we planned for everything. Keep fighting. You know what I mean? that's, that's all it is. It's just one day at a time. The, the, the decision, the mental, like, all right, well, I'm going to show. You got to show up at the fucking PTA meetings, right? <laughs> you got to fucking deal with your girls, you know, not knowing who Judas Priest is, right? <laughs> like these things that we're like, God damn it, I don't really feel like dealing with this shit today. And that's what cancer is. It's the ultimate, I don't feel like dealing with this yeah, shit can today. I just put, can I just tomorrow? Like, right? You know, yeah. can, like that's what chemo is. Like, God damn it. It's been three weeks already. I just started feeling good. Yeah. It's like, all right, all right, all right, fucking, you know, gotta fucking do it. So when I go out to this fucking specialist, they're like, you know, I'm gonna go out there and see what's up, and hopefully some good shit happens. And even if not, I'm like, all right, well, cool. We we in the moment. Like we had a good, we had good optimism. I got a special out the fucking deal, <laughs> and now I'll be a headliner across the country. So I'm good to go. <laughs> Household name, baby. I, that's it. I'm not, you know, Tig got the fucking market corner. I got mine. We're good. We could do a minorities with cancer tour. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I can still feature, right? Gin- nah, gingers are John feature true, gingers, true. gingers. I never thought of that. A ginger with cancer, but, I, I, and you had it, so it counts. There we go. He actually hey, did. I would like Hollywood. to bring in. I would are like to ready? bring in John's left testicle from 19 years it's ago. Not, John's left testicle. Come on in, John's left testicle. It's, it's, it's actually my right one. Thank you, thank my, my left you. one is still. My left one is still Wait, there it, in the sack. There, he beat us. He beat us unmercifully. But it's good to be here. I felt like I was punched repeatedly. but I fought. I fought, and I'm here. Here I am. They tried to strangle me, but I broke free. But I broke free. <laughs> I do smell a little bit like pickles. 
Well, uh, I really appreciate you coming on the show, man. And uh, thanks for having me. Guys. Anybody listening, we'd like you to go donate to his Kickstarter. It's or a- GoFundMe so I could pay rent. That helps. Go- so there's 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 two, there's and we will, two. and we will yeah. post them. But there is a GoFundMe, and they're they're under your name. Yeah, it, or yeah, your, yeah, your, the, the your name on the run. Uh, GoFundMe.com backslash Kwame. Don't play that. Or you can okay, that one's that one. Yeah, okay. that one. And then the Kickstarter is, you know, whatever people are doing it. To. But let's be honest now. We're trying to encourage people to use Google. And if they do, it's pretty clear at this point. I sp- probably they probably would have to put in Quincy Jones, comedian, right? Because Quincy Jones oh. did just show up on the Oscars. So. Well, I'm, I'm kind of... Yeah, when he like, did the Oscars thing, he bumped me down to number two. But I was oh, hot. Yeah. I was hot. That was the only thing he's done in the last, like... I was like, hey, man, I'm good. I'm good right now. Like, you know, they, they Google Quincy Jones Kickstarter, Quincy Jones GoFundMe. And it pops up. For those that just can't handle any of the information we yeah, just gave for, them. If you didn't listen for the last two hours and laugh with us, then sorry for the Todd Glass length episode. <laughs> That's all right. This will be our longest episode. It is. But we, we but knew going in that... There was no stopping. We were we not. Didn't. We were going to... Wherever it was going to take us, it was going to take us. Hope, yeah. I, and and we should probably give a shout out to somebody who's been sitting in here this whole time. Nah, I don't no. know. I don't no. know. I don't know. I'll shout out the uh, CEO of uh, Equity Eats. Uh, it's E Equity E Q U I T Y. I could spell uh, with E A T Z Z. So Equity Eats. Uh, Look it up. Get involved. Elizabeth Jacoby. Elizabeth Jacoby. Shout out to Elizabeth Jacoby. Doing good things for kids. Doing good things for kids. Boom. All right. it is. Great episode, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, and uh, get Quincy special when it comes out. Oh, it's going to come out. Well, I know it's going to come out. It's, gonna, it got, it, it's, it's guaranteed to sell. Well, we'll have you back on so a shorter... So I can't promote well, it? I can still promote, right? We'll, just, ha- we'll have you back for a shorter episode after you do it. Oh, now yeah, yeah. recap about, it's, what it's, it's it actually was like. Two hours through. minimum. But it also is like, well, once I do the special, I don't need you to promote it anymore, so I'm not going to come back on the show. <laughs> Fuck nah. you guys. The journey continues. Thank you so yeah, much, man. Thanks yeah, thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you for listening to Hollywood Anonymous. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Hollywood Anani. That is short for Hollywood Anonymous. You can also follow John individually at John Huck and myself, Brian Irwin, at Brian Irwin on Twitter as well. Both of us can be found on Facebook. You can also Google us and contact us directly, HollywoodAnonymousGuys at gmail.com. Thank you again so much for listening, and please don't forget to subscribe 